Hello everyone, the hardcore legend Mick Foley wishing a nice day to everyone there, right there at True Heel Heat. Yeah! <laughs> it was a slow wrestling news week, nothing much to talk about, you know, except for the Elite coming back, uh, CM Punk's dog being injured in the all-out brawl-out, the brawl-out investigation possibly being over. Uh, there's a debut of a WWE legend's daughter. There is a lot to discuss, actually. Let's get into it. We got a very, very special guest, a mocha special guest on the set E-Day. Let's get into some trivia. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true ill phenom, SP3. It's Saturday morning, and you know what that means. It's time for some true heel heat. True heel heat, 199, dog e dog world. One of my best choices for a title. Discussing the latest wrestling news, including the investigation behind Brawl Out reportedly being over with the Elite on their way back to AEW, while CM Punk's camp have told their side of the story with Larry the Dog being injured in the melee at All Out. Recap of the week in wrestling with AEW Dynamite, Rampage, WWE SmackDown, Raw, NXT, NXT Halloween Havoc, GCW had two huge shows, New Japan had multiple shows, including a double shot here in New York City, and Impact on Access TV, as well as each host's choice for the match of the week, the best match, their favorite match that they saw from this past week. And he is back, ladies and gentlemen. The Beast is back. The president of Titan Nation, the candle maker himself, Top Guy JJ. What's up, guys? Wow, it's been a minute since I've been on this show with you guys talking wrestling for more than two hours, possibly. Damn, kind of feels cool to be back. It's one, what, 199? Episode before 200? Shit. The Damn. 200 almost on the horizon. That is crazy. See, we here with a cool guest too. So that's pretty, pretty. Yo, listen, it's about to be a popping Saturday. Let's go. Yes, we had to bring in the big guns for this penultimate episode before THH 200. The man with the biggest muscles in wrestling media. He, I need to work out again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the flight. He is one of the co-hosts over on Wrestle Talk Podcast Channel. The first African-born, African black black individual on the Wrestle Talk News Channel <laughs> doing the Dark news. Dark my, brother, the my mocha brother himself, Set E Nyangi. And what does the E stand for on this Set E day? I saw doing that, but yeah, I'm exceptional. I had one in my back pocket, exceptional, because I'm going to be an exceptional guest. Six one with an Nutella complexion here to course correct the direction. Brothers, it's so good to be here. I miss talking about wrestling. Believe it or not, I just talk for like forty five minutes at a show every other Saturday or every other month. I only done one show this month. No fault of wrestle talk. It's my own because I've got certain things that I need. You have a but, child. 
I have a child and other things going on. Top guy JJ, always a pleasure. I'm shocked to see JJ actually in the room. Last time I saw him, he was in the car going to work. And he, he did a quick cameo appearance and he's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for him to be here in one space, that is a special occasion. But yeah, SP, I've missed you, brother, to the point where I've been stalking your podcast just to hear your voice. And I'll be like, I miss my brother. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Even if it's been like, what, a month? But there's so much to talk about in, in the world of wrestling. And of course, it's Saturday. Day. I'm hosting a, a Halloween movie night after this show. So, you know. Me and my friends gotta be watching some horror films. Ah. Oh, any singing for you on a Saturday? Nice. You know it's a good Saturday we, uh, when Sat, yeah. Sat is no. up. He's bringing it's a it's a Saturday afternoon for 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 Sat. So he's got that energy up. He's up yeah. there. With us. Yeah, <laughs> only for five minutes. Things that deplete. It, but it's it, it's fair. It's SP's been a while. SP, what's causing all of this? Well, we got a lot to discuss on this edition of True Hill Heat. We thank everyone who joins us every Saturday morning, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we appreciate you. Show your appreciation back in the smallest way possible. Dropping the thumbs up on the video. Share it with your friends. Subscribe if you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. That is also free, as well as uh, sounding off in the live chat. We'll try to highlight as many of your comments as possible in the live chat during this show. But of course, your Super Chat donations is so important to us. It helps the channel grow. It helps us do content just like this. So we greatly appreciate it. Don't go with uh, you know, outside of your means, but if you have a little extra, give it up to the True Hill Heat to show your appreciation for what we do here. And we got a couple of people in the live chat already. Got the good brother Caden. What's going on, Caden? I'm I'm yep. happy. Sat, Sat gives me the positive energy, so I won't say anything bad about Caden. He was great on uh, Jack of All Trades. I saw Sat though. I saw Sat though. Someone lost one of his. His titles. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Oh, I'm glad you brought it up. First of all, congratulations to Chris G and Sober Guy JJ for winning Sudden Death. It's not like I made it easy for them to yes. win it. It was Sudden Death, and I, I I I held my team on my back. I had the victory, right? You, you know, I did ten questions left. You know, Matty he kind of choked in the end. He, he dropped choked. a ball. He, right. This is this is Seth's Triple H promo. You got to cut the Triple H 1998 after uh, WrestleMania 14 promo. He couldn't cut the mustard. That's what happened. What happened was, yeah, all he had to do is think brunette wrestling the golden age of WWE, Intercontinental Champion, WCW Champion, was the NWO. There's only one name, Ravishing Rick Rude. But he didn't think of that. He choked. But that's okay. I now I got one title off me. I got another title because I've been defending it too much. Might as well lose all of them so I can take a break. It's okay, Matty. I still love you. I still love you, man. Buried him. Buried him. I didn't bury him. We all make mistakes. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Human beings make mistakes all the time. I mean, Jesus, he came to earth. And we went, nah, nah. We're gonna send us back to heaven. Oh man, I love it. I love it. I love the energy from Sat always. We got the Negro Buck here with us saying morning, guys. Wrestling lowdown show. Safet's here with us. We got a super chat donation already from the good brother Vala B, who says it's Mocha Saturday, my friends. How are y'all doing this fine day? I am doing well. I am doing well. My my kids let me sleep a little longer. So nice. always good. Always They're growing. Good. They're growing. Good stuff. Good kids stuff. Growing. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Top Guy JJ? Eating, eating before we get started? Yeah, yo, listen. So, random stories with JJ already on a Saturday at 11.17 a.m. over here in Brooklyn. 
So as I'm almost ready, got my snack ready, and got my laptop fired up, ready to pop this show on. And I thought I did all my maintenance. I did all. I thought I did everything to make sure that everything's in order. We Gucci over here. I get two of the most unexpected animal drops in my life. And it perviated all the way into my room. So I immediately needed to go back into the kitten's box and completely clear out what I just cleaned up. And it was the most grotesque smell in the morning possible. In, in theory, the cat took two vicious shits in the litter box right before filming. That was that was fun right before air. Don't you love it? And then then and then I'm starving, so I'm I'm good. We are, we're good now. But you know, right? Anybody watching air, on demand? This will be the right before uh, airtime. Random <laughs> story decide. with JJ time. It's like <laughs> they decide they decide to they decide to hold it right before we go on air and said, "Fuck you! You're gonna be late, bitch. You're gonna clean up our shit first thing in the morning." This is shits on a Saturday, but. Let's let's move move from forward from moving on swiftly. I'm good too. Thanks for the question, SB. I'm great too. Yeah, let, let's. I know the angel gone for too long. I'm good. Let, let's do it. Let, you know. Oh, uh, we. I'm all looped up. Let's do it. Before we get into things, of course, we want to shout out everyone that showed us love on social media on the YouTube channel with our True Hill roll call. Our top three conversation starters over on the True Hills uh, group page on Facebook. Number three is Alan Weinstein. Number two, Jermaine Pacman, and number one, the Negro. Buck Nick Jackson, our Patreon backers are Nick Jackson, Alan Weinstein, Vala B, uh, Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, Austin K, you, my boy Blue, Yachty, Robert, Steve, Antoine, Fifth Generation Carney, DJ Eric, Ladarius, John, aka Russell Scopes, Dan, and Kobe. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we also have a super chat donation before we get into things with. Chilling with Chase, the good brother Chase. Thank you so Love much you. for the super chat donation. A very, very generous super chat donation. We appreciate that. Saying for the good brothers at True Hill Heat, prayers for Larry the dog. Let's get into that. Very, very smooth. Thank you for that segue. I appreciate that. Let's get into the top story. Why don't we, fellas? And it is the brawl out investigation seemingly over. Uh, as the elite are teased for a return on AEW Dynamite and we're backstage at the taping while CM Punk has been seemingly voted out of AEW and his camp reveals his dog was injured during the melee with seven weeks since the backstage fight between CM Punk, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks at AEW All Out 2022, known as Brawl Out. This week might have the most and biggest developments with signs of the investigation being over. On Wednesday afternoon, Fightful Select reported that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, who have been off TV and not worked in their backstage capacities as EVPs, have been talked about in the company as potentially coming back to work in at least a backstage capacity. The report notes that one source said that there 
a return could be imminent. The trio were among those suspended after the now infamous backstage brawl that went down between them, A Steel, and CM Punk following Punk's incendiary uh, comments about Hangman Adam Page and the EVPs at the media scrum following All Out. Steel has reportedly been fired from AEW while Punk's status is still unclear, though he is out of action with an injury. Fightful notes that there have been more movement in regards to the developments following the brawl out. PW Insider then provided their own report and said that the Elite was actually backstage at AEW Dynamite. And then we got a video on the show which showed depicted the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in some of their biggest AEW moments being erased from the screen. Then minutes in to AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night, a new report was released from Nick Hausman of Wrestling Inc. and revealed new details from CM Punk's camp. Wrestling Inc.'s uh, reports that they have reached out to people close to CM Punk about the matter and then and that AEW has not spoken with Punk since the incident during the investigation. As is well known by now, the altercation took place after Punk's comments and got physical in his locker room. The report notes that according to Punk's camp, the scrum itself was not believed to be a big deal at all. And that things only escalated once Punk's locker room was kicked in and accidentally hit Larry, Punk's dog. The situation led to two of Larry's teeth being knocked loose, as was learned during a pre-scheduled veterinarian appointment a few days later. It was noted that Punk felt threatened and, per the site, reacted in a legal, under, a legal way under the Illinois Castle Doctrine laws. Those laws allow for the use of force in defense of a person in their dwelling. In their dwelling. Uh, there's no legal action at this time against Punk on behalf of anyone involved in the matter, as has been reported. Uh, Steele's wife was in the room during the situation. The, the report notes that she has not yet been interviewed as part of the investigation by AEW. Punk was asked to stay quiet about the matter after the ball and agreed to do so. It was finally noted that after Hangman Page's comments back in May that Punk took offense to, Punk apparently had a lack of trust going into the, his match with Page at AEW Double or Nothing and was concerned that the match would turn into an actual fight. There is more. Trust me, there is more to unwrap in this situation, but I figured I'd break it up into parts. So that part was about the elite, uh, the report of the elite returning, and then the video that basically teased that on Dynamite and the the CM Punk's camp's new story. Why reason I'm saying new story is because the first time the story was released, we got the story that you know the in punks from punks camp that the young bucks kicked in his door and came into his locker room. Then a few weeks later, it was kind of. Uh, brought down say oh no he didn't kick in the door it's a figure of speech he kind of barged in he wasn't a he wasn't uh you know given pass to go in so he came in without permission that type of thing and now we have the story that they kicked the door in and not only did they kick the door in the door then hit larry the dog loosening two of his taste that he had to get removed sat does hearing this new account of the brawl out situation change your perspective in any way about it or what's your feeling as far as this new recount of what happened? I smell some bullshit. <laughs> That's what I'm smelling. Because think about this, SB. If Because Sam Punk's child 
is a dog named Larry. That's the first thing that come out of your mouth. That would be, listen, will you wave a flag? You do a, an overfly by a person in the plane saying, Larry the dog got hit. Where's the receipts? I need to see some receipts from the vet that it's some, some couple of teeth got knocked loose. I think it's a way for Punk to save face and also to like, um, I guess not to make him look like the, the bad person. And number two, who has a private locker room nowadays? I thought it was all about being amongst the boys. So he had it on private room, which got knocked down. It wasn't like a communal changing room area. It's sounding more uh, worse as we go on. The person I blame for this brawl, uh, brawl out above anyone it's Tony Khan, stupid mofo. He's sitting beside SP. You saw it. He's sitting beside him, letting him go off. I don't know if he's daydreaming or he's an alleged stupor. But my guy was like, if he was like Vince McMahon or anyone or Bill Watts, because he likes to compare himself to legends. Let's do that. You think Bill Watts will let insubordination in front of his face? He had the perfect roster. I've never seen someone fumble the bag like that. He had Punk, Omega. He had. Moxley, he had Danielson, he had the ultimate power players. This is a dream roster. This is the kind of roster when you go on the wrestling forum, you're like, imagine this match, and then in this match, he had he had it all. All he had to do was tighten the leash around Punk because we all saw that he handled Punk with kid gloves. And look what happens when you handle someone with kid gloves. Here's an owner who's never had an own heart die in this situation. Here's an owner who didn't have a Brian Pillman situation. Here's an owner who's yet to have a big scandal, which makes him a bit, you know, scared and a little bit more paranoid about how to handle talent. Tony had it too easy. Tony should have seen, you know what? If Tony handled the situation, none of this would have happened. But to answer your question, bullshit. I blame Tony. All of this now is Tony's fault. CM Punk now potentially tucking his tail between his legs, going back to the company that fired him on his wedding day, the company that he sued, they sued him back. He said something and they said something to him. And by the way, CM Punk would go back because all that legal costs, that's the only reason why he's back in wrestling because if he's a real wrestler's wrestler, go to New Japan strong. That way you still wrestle all, all elite wrestling guys. If he's really real, you know what I'm saying? If you want that paper. If it's really real, <laughs> go to yeah, Japan. Go exactly. To Japan. Exactly. Cody Go said it. Dojo. Stop, Cody stop said from it. Stop exactly. from the bottom. No, he doesn't um, have to. But Cody said it. Cody said, I did everything you said that you're about. If he's really about that life, he's not. He's he knows that legal costs cost a lot. Uptakes for Larry cost a lot. AJ's bringing in most of the money because he's working in Hollywood. He needs to do something. Go to New Japan. Don't go to WWE because everyone will be like this. <laughs> this podcast. Roman will be like, come here, son. Let me show you around here. This locker room has changed. <laughs> you know, this is the last time you were here. Show you everything. You know, exactly. After I, after I said you got punked out in the If they be in it, it's time to get uh, Usi. If they get Usi around here, that's the only way he can survive. He has to get Usi. Top guy JJ, what about you? Does uh, hearing this new account of the brawl out incident change anything for you, or where do you stand on it? Has anybody ever owned an animal in on the, in this panel before? Yeah, yeah, I owned a fish when I was younger. <laughs> so, um, so all of a sudden, it takes seven weeks. Said it takes two months for us to learn about what happened to your to to your animal to to, to Larry. Right. And then, listen, I've already been like basically one and a half feet out on this on, on CM Punk already as it is. It's kind of like, listen, this is what this unfortunately, this is what y'all signed up for, bro. This is what y'all signed up for. Y'all signed this man knowing he has the most baggage 
of any wrestler that has ever stepped foot in a company, probably ever. And you know what? Y'all want to put him in front of the media. Y'all want to let him do this and get your, get your little views on YouTube, get your little streams on Instagram, get your little likes on TikTok or whatever fucking website you play these little clips from. And now it's all backfiring. It's all backfiring because everybody's over the shit. Everybody's over it. It's like my man's is doing anything for clout. Anything for clout. <laughs> and it's like whatever you want to try to pull off now to try to not only get people to believe your shit stories, but now all of a sudden you want people to feel sorry for you. And it, it's like that shit ain't working here, bro. Like you're not going to sit here and have a freedom of speech as you want to give yourself a freedom of speech when you're on a panel and, and spew whatever the fuck you want to spew about whomever you want to spew it to. And now it's coming back to you. And now all of a sudden you want to give us a story to make us feel sorry. Get the fuck out of here, son. Are you, are you crazy? Like, like, do you know what world you're in right now? This is the world of professional wrestlers. Like, and this is the world of wrestling fans, which are probably the most, like, bipolar people on the planet. <laughs> so you, you want us now to, to believe something for two months and then all of a sudden, oh, prayers. Man, listen, I've owned dogs for 30 motherfucking. I had dogs for 30 years of my life, all right? I'm telling you right motherfucking now. That's going to be the first thing that you motherfucking know that 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 fucking that that that, that fucking um set me off. That 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 had me irritated. That had me ready to go. That provoked me to pop off on y'all. Y'all going to know why. Y'all not going to fucking find out 2 months later. Y'all going to know. Listen, that motherfucker laid hands on my dog. I don't give a fuck if it was an accident. That motherfucker hit my that motherfucker hit my dog. He hit my life. That shit, you getting fucked up. This ain't even no scrum no more. I'm beating your ass. I'm beating your ass. You ain't gonna need to get suspended. You gonna need to hold off on me getting arrested. Like, like, what is all of this? All of this. This is all of this is such storyline driven crap. <laughs> like it's crap. So, um, I think I think Sat covered it a lot of it, and it's, there's not much to add, but just your version of, of what you feel. I blame Tony. Listen, listen, you know what it was? I think every night, same probably would go to bed. Told that. Thank you so much for coming to the company. You're the best. That ego, because, okay, same punk here. It's got, it's got baggage. Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, you never hear like, oh, hey, listen, no, no. I'm Wait, saying that in WWE. What? WWE stuff. It was quite easy to say, Vince. You know, you know, you know, you know everybody. You have baggage in UFC, bro. Listen, everyone had baggage. baggage in ROH. He had he had baggage part. in TNA. He had me, yo, for real. Listen, but then again, Rob Feinstein did stuff. That's the only reason why he had to leave. Let's not go there. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, punk had baggage, yeah, to, you know, to, to a degree. But for it to get that bad, yo, come on, come on, SP. If to be fair to Caden, Caden's comment, he said it's funny that punk, a former UFC fighter, was scared of a real fight with a middle school teacher. To be right. fair, he lost to a middle school teacher, didn't he, in his Bro. UFC career? <laughs> And he forgot how to kick. He started ballet kicks, spinning in the twelve. If you want to talk about Tony Khan for a second, please. You knew this was happening. Like you knew this was coming at some point. Like Tony Khan is running a company of loose dogs right now. Like there's yeah. no structure at all. And we we Not and it right was now. Like, he was. It was a free for all. So like, these last few at months, these last few months, it's been it's been so chaotic, yo. It's like. 
yo, you gotta lay a hand, you gotta lay it down, yo. This, this, there's good, there's good times, and now there's bad times. We need to see how you handle the bad times, and 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 you need to fucking listen. All of this talent, all these egos, and all of these people coming together, something's gonna pop off at some point. There's too many egos, like there's too many, too many stars. So it's a different animal like when you at a place that you kind of know you're going to in the structure that's why people were just literally just asking either to be released or they just didn't want to it's like listen i already know i'm gonna look like an ass if i do anything while i'm at work these motherfuckers don't care <laughs> right free now andrade free andrade can i free ali free you know i'm just keeping the same energy when ali went to be released you should release him Andrade wants to be released. Release him. Ali made it public information. Andrade didn't. Andrade, said it. this is all he report. No, all Andrade, report. he didn't. But Andrade said, speak to my wife. You don't walk one. It's all, it's all reports. It's Triple H. Speak it's to my all wife. reports at this point. As far as this whole uh, brawl out situation, I mean, hearing the elite was coming back, I was very excited for that. Uh, I, I mean... And then hearing CL Punk's side of this story, this third version of the story. Third version, bro. It's the third version. That's just, like that, that, that just put that into perspective. Like, I, 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 there, are, there are some people out there that believe this is the first version that really comes from CM Punk. No, this is the third version from Punk. This is the third version from Punk's camp. Any information that we're going to get on this situation is not going to come from Punk directly. But the people that are close to CM Punk have given us three different stories now. So that's that doesn't look good. And two, if their attempt was here, you know, the, it, it's not it's not I, it's not a coincidence that the story comes out the day that they say the investigation is over and they do teases of the elite on Dynamite and the and the elite are backstage at Dynamite. It's not a coincidence for those that want to defend CM Punk. That's not a coincidence. Secondly, and then thirdly, this story doesn't make CM Punk look good because mm. the story mm. starts off with him saying, I didn't think the media scrum was that big of a deal. So if you didn't think it was that big of a deal, one, two, P di different people that were in that room at all out all said yes CM Punk was angry in the morning in the, in the moment of getting everything off of his chest but at the end he was done with his Mindy's muffin which probably top guy JJ's eating right now he was done with that he, he got everything off his chest and he was like joking around about the Blackhawks and the hockey teams and went off and he was perfectly fine so that account from the people in that room makes me believe that, yeah, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But that totally breaks down the argument that all these people defending CM Punk had said. It's like, why would you go? Why would the Young Bucks and the Elite go to the door of someone who was so angry if it's not that big of a deal? If you walked off and you didn't seem that angry then it shouldn't have been a big deal that they came knocking at your door. When you mm -hmm. said in your rant to knock at my door, if you have a problem, come see me if you have a problem. They had a problem with what you said. It wasn't a big deal to you. You weren't that angry when you left the scrum. Why are you the first one to swing? Yo. Then you get the further account of his dog getting injured. Okay, if his dog got injured, that's a that's one hundred percent a reason a reason to to start fighting. But like CM said in the chat, if my dog, if my child gets hurt, 
I'm checking on my child first and then swinging. If the person's still in the room, if they ain't leaving, I'm going to make sure my child, you okay? Or you got him, Lucy, Lucy, a steel white, you got him. No, you okay? No, no, I'm not going to just swing first. I'm going to make sure my child is good. And like they, they not going to be on the floor. They're not going to be unconscious. If that's the reason why I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm fighting, I'm going to make sure the child's okay. And then I'm going to, then I'm going to swing on some people, but nothing of that came about. He literally, it literally the whole story this whole time was CM Punk swung because they came to his, his locker room. But if they came to your locker room for a media scrum that wasn't a big deal and you weren't angry, then why did you swing? This story totally breaks down the argument of everything with CM Punk. So that's what leads me to the final question before we get into the next part of this whole story. Which side do you lean in this situation if this is the end of the investigation? Uh, Obviously, the elite, man. I mean, it's all elite wrestling. They're hard work. See, this is this is the part that never sat well with me. It's based on their popularity, based off their wrestling, based on their fan base that this company was created. SB, I use your show's example. This is the house that you built along with JJ and the others. I join in, and I'm like, and that SP free. He couldn't run an ass though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like, dude. This microphone, this opportunity to talk, you gave it to me. The elite gave CM Punk this opportunity. If not, if it's real like that, you go to Japan. Chris Guy, aka Steel, he was actually a producer in the WWE. It wasn't that long ago he was actually in the WWE. He must have quit or made up some reason. Oh, my, my dog's sick. I need to go home or whatever it is. And all of a sudden he's in AEW. He put his friend along. They made everything nice for him. Kushti. And I understand Tony Khan, I rag on him, but to be honest, I understand his mindset. Vince McMahon never gave him the respect he deserved. I'm going to show him love and respect that a boss will give a wrestler. Tony Khan gave him everything he would ever need as a wrestler. He made him the top guy. He went to John Moxley, I need you to be my sting. I need you to be like, let this Hogan have his way around the ring. But you are still my guy. Deep down, I always rely on you. CM Punk had everything handed to him. He's on the video game. You know what I'm saying? You're about to change that cover. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, that, that gun that gun push back the video game date release date even further. About to magic erase that shit. They made Moxley interim champion, even though that's bothering soul. They did everything. They made they brought up his old soul. You, you brought up you brought up Tony Khan not being in the right in this situation. I agree with you. I don't think he deserves all the blame. I think he I know deserves he a portion of the blame. Mm. But the one point see uh, uh Tony Khan went right. Was having Moxley go over Punk in three minutes because yes. the win at All Out didn't really hurt him at yes. all because he he basically sunned him. That was the best move in this entire uh, situation leading up to All Out that Tony Khan did in retrospect was having Moxley squash. I'm with Punk. you. I'm with you. Listen, Punk, maybe UFC made him even more fragile in the brain, in the mind, in the soul. As Moxley did that promo, fragile, by the fragile mind. Fragile body, fragile ego. That was like almost like his obituary for his career now. Because if you're Triple H, I get it. Triple H is into bringing people back. Don't bring this guy back because this is a different kind of baggage. Before you, you know, it was split. Yeah, Vince is. Vince didn't know what he had. You know, there was many. This one you can't go. Well, Tony didn't. Tony didn't do what? 
Tony basically almost offered himself up to, you know, CM Punk in a hotel room, maybe. Because that's how close he was to him. He's like, I love you so much. You can have me too. You know what I'm saying? You can have my company, have my dad, have my jet, have my dog, have my wife. If he has a wife, have my, my girl, Coca-Cola. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He offered him everything. Why is that upset? Because even Hangman's promo, you listen to it, it's so vague. It can be talking about hey, workers' rights. All right. You know what I'm saying? Workers' yeah, rights. Yeah, that, that part of this whole CM Punk story is also not a good look at all. Because you literally, because how this, how, once again, I have to break down this report. The report starts, the, the all-out media scrum wasn't that big of a deal. That was basically just Punk getting stuff off his chest. It wasn't a big deal after that. So, Hangman Adam Pay saying that little line in his promo was just him getting that off that chest. So why are you worried? Why do you have this distrust about, about it turning into a fight? Mind you, after that promo, Hangman Adam Pay's not the one angry that's wor- that's risking it being a fight. CM Punk is! It just doesn't make sense. And he's crooked. He couldn't do the clothesline. He butchered it so many times. Listen, there's so many things. CM Punk's return, one of the greatest of all time. That touched my soul. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I, I'm with you. You know when you're disappointed in someone, like it's like a family member. It's like, I'm so disappointed in you. You had everything going for you. It's understandable after seven years. You tried acting. You always know that everyone, you always be in the shadow of Dwayne. You know, all, all wrestlers are trying acting. You always be in the shadow of Dwayne, you know, because that's the biggest guy there. You tried comic books. You tried UFC. <laughs> you tried hosting on a Netflix show that I randomly saw him on. He tried everything. He even did WWE backstage and even hinted. That's Saudi money looking good. Even though he's this in the Miz, he, 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 if you read between the lines, the way he was talking, ah, I want to go back. Oh, listen. Oh, listen. Listen, I'll, if I hate someone, I don't even listen to shit. I hope you're dead. Are you still alive? I hope you choke on your saliva and just fucking die down the street. Listen, CM Punk, he wants money. So you come back to WWE. Don't, don't get twisted. Uh, if, if Hunter... I, I only The only reason I disagree with that is because people, people, the argument that I've heard for him going back to WWE is basically the human emotion towards AEW and his resentment toward AEW and it kind of being like a middle finger to AEW besides the money. Of course, the money is a big factor, but he's going to get a lot of money from a contract buyout with AEW. He had two years worth left on his deal. He's going to get less than what he was going to make, but he's going to get a hefty sum to, to buy out his contract. So I think he's going to be good with money for a while. So I don't, I don't think I don't think a WWE return is going to be that soon. But that you that argument of the human emotion thing, you are totally re- forgetting to forget yeah. that there's human emotion towards WWE. If there's one person in this business that has a worse relationship with Triple H than he does Vince McMahon, it's CM Punk. It's CM Punk. And I think CM Punk is a person. If you if you watch Atlanta, they did a whole episode on the main character, Earn. He lived on spite. He was successful only for spite. That's CM Punk. CM Punk lives on spite. And I think he will spite everybody and just be like, I'm not the martyr anymore. He left WWE. He was the martyr. He's leaving AEW. He's the villain. Disgraced. Peace out. I'm dead. I'm getting my buyout money and peace out. I'm out of here. I can only see Triple H take CM Punk back because of because of this. How, what's AJ up to nowadays? No, I don't. I don't even. <laughs> I don't think it's about even Triple H bringing him back. I think it's about CM Punk. CM Punk is the obstacle to to overcome here. But top guys, JJ, which side do you lean as far as this all brawl out situation? Do you are you also on the side of the elite? 
I'm on any side that's not CM Punk's. Wow. And and it it's it's kind of like you see the writing. I, it's, they made such a big deal. They made it such a big deal bringing this man back into their home, into their sport, gave him literally an entire arena, a whole show dedicated straight to him. Everything that he did at that place was the biggest thing happening over that week. Made this man a two-time champion. Right. Like, and there's still reasons to just constantly be angry. <laughs> like, like it's like you saw he was on this love fest for two months. It's like, you know, that shit ain't lasting. You know, that bitter ass side is coming out sooner or later. And then all of them promos, you're starting to see them just starting to hit home. You start to see the, the, the Adam Page promo hitting home. You start to see MJF's promos hitting home. You start to see Eddie Kingston's promos hitting home. And then John Moxley just basically just gave that feather on the cap. And I think it's like at the end of the day, these are wrestling promos. But I felt like every single person that was delivering these promos spoke a piece of their truth. And I think he knew that. And I think there's only a matter of time before you start to feel that tensity and then you just boil the fuck over and do shit and say shit that you can't take back or you can't control anymore. And we're seeing it happen. And you know there's a lot of truth in what they believe they were saying in these promos of no one wants you here. We're saving AEW from you. You left me and you was my hero. And then frail ego. All of this is like, damn, these people really feel this way about me, even though it's supposed to be a promo and it's supposed to be professional. But there's some truth behind all of them words. And he felt it. And it's he boiled over, he cracked, and clearly he can't he can handle delivering pipe bombs, but he can't handle pipe bombs. Mm-hmm. He can't handle mm-hmm. those shits at all, clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that he got pipe bombs delivered to him from numerous people, he all of a sudden wants to play victim and wants to play that somebody did this to him or this happened to him. If you want to step to me, knock on my door. Guess what? We knocked on your fucking door. And you hit what you asked. <laughs> we did what you asked, and now it's a problem. So now the problem is you being here. So the problem is you being in on, on anyone's TV because this place gave you the whole platform. Yeah, this place puts you ahead of MJF, Kenny Omega, Adam Hangman Page, Penta, the entire fucking company, Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson. He put they put him ahead of all of them. All of them. Darby Allen on his first fucking match. Somebody that was massively over. Yes. Pushed him over Darby Allen on his first fucking match back. And this is what this is what it pays back a year later. It's fucking pathetic, bro. And it's like, if you ever want anything to do with him, this is the bet you are creating for yourself Amen. going forward. Anywhere he goes. WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling. Anywhere he wants to go, GCW. understand the bed you are creating for yourself. Dim job to Effie. 
<laughs> He's not going to do that. Uh, we got a couple of comments I want to highlight here. First, a super chat donation from Vala B, who says, Even Sammy knows to take care of his dog. You know what I'm saying, my dog? Sid, give us a Sammy, my dog. My dog. My dog. My dog. My dog. My dog. Uh, word. Exactly. He's butters. <laughs> my dog. Um, I I mean the whole the whole story with CM Punk it did not make me feel bad for CM Punk. I if Larry if Larry the dog was injured, I feel bad for Larry the dog, and I hope that he's you know he's able to get well. He was able to either you know get the teeth removed without any issues. I hope the dog has no issues. But it made me feel especially bad for Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is the victim here, ladies and Amen. gentlemen. It sounds that literally everything we've heard about this situation, we, we know a couple of things about what Kenny Omega did. Kenny Omega got into the room after CM Punk threw the first punch. So he came into a room that had his friends brawling and, and fighting with someone who just said a lot of bad things about them. Two. See, uh, uh, Kenny Omega's first thought was to go save the dog, to take mm -hmm. the dog uh, uh, out of the room. Three, CM Punk was then, I mean, Kenny Omega was then choked and bitten by A Steel. And four, now we hear this information that Kenny Omega and CM Punk had a conversation and had the only calm conversation between the sides of the elite and Punk that night. Kenny Omega is the victim here. Why did this man come back after 10 months of being mm -hmm. injured, rehabilitated his body after he had this vertical, having, having breaking the star ratings, created, creating promotion, putting promotions on in U.S., uh, being the EVP here, being the one of the best world champions, best wrestler of the world last Amen. year, off for 10 months, comes back, has a few matches, and then he wins the trio championship. And mm -hmm. that same night where he does nothing wrong, it's he not gets suspended. Comes back, comes back to this bullshit. Right? Comes back to this bullshit. He comes back here. And the problem is, is that yo, you gotta un like realize, right? Eddie AEW has never had any of these issues before CM Punk ever. It was a smooth moving company. Obviously, if there's a disagreement or two, that's the fucking land of business. Disagreements happen. But this, this, like on these levels involving, I, you know, I think that, that, was, that was very enlightening, by the way, SP, with, with, with Kenny Omega. Because it's like, this man, we literally could not wait to see how, how, how they built him up slowly. They got him wearing the shirt to obviously get him warmed up. And then he comes back to the best bout machine in due time. That just got pulled from under our feet for no fucking reason because we got some fucking cancer. And, and, and the thing with Chris Jericho, I understand that, but it's I understand the thing with Chris Jericho. And a cool thing about that is that Chris Jericho is just consistent with his shit. Like Chris Jericho is consistent with that shit. Like when when if he had a problem with somebody that was a problem in the in the, in the fucking locker room, he's coming to you no matter who the fuck you are. Whether you're Brock Lesnar, whether you're Bill Goldberg, whether you're now CM Punk, he is going to let you fucking know. Yeah. Well, let's I guess get into that part of this story. Because so following this new account of the incident from uh, CM Punk side, uh, from uh, 
the another source called these claims an all an all right lie in the latest edition of the wrestling observer radio uh dave Meltzer said that the investigation into the brawl at aew all out is over with the elite seemingly on their way back and punk not being mentioned he noted that should explain how the investigation went it was noted that if the incident happened as cm punk had described with larry the dog getting hurt the opposite would be true however how However, uh, source noted that to Melser that this this was an outright lie. Punk is injured and couldn't return right now. There were rumors that AEW and Punk had been negotiating a buyout. It was noted that none of the people involved in the situation are allowed to talk about it. Then the Wrestling Observer newsletter spoke with several eyewitnesses who also claimed that the story is made up. A source close to the elite said a completely made up story. He's uh, losing in the investigation results and is desperate. There there was a multiple multiple weeks investigation and this was oddly not discovered hmm also it's it so happened to the to be mentioned the moment there was news about the punk the bucks and omega possibly coming back it's insane that people would even humor this another person said that if it if it was clear uh, it was very clear the dog was never hurt. Another who was in there seconds after the brawl started and who isn't on Punk or the Elite side, he said the dog story is a complete lie. When the, the altercation was happening, Punk was a total psycho and could have uh, could have career. <laughs> Could have cared less about the dog. Kenny picked up the picked up the dog uh, to save him from being hurt and gave it to Mega. Mega are holding the dog was holding the dog, screaming at Punk to stop. Punk didn't even register that his baby was being held by a stranger in the middle of a fight. It didn't stop him one bit. They never spoke to Lucy Guy, the only person in the room who didn't work regularly for AEW other than the security, because she was a non-factor. Sat in the corner the whole time as her husband was throwing chairs punches and biting kenny it was noted that this last source was now against punk as a result of his actions in the brawl the never slams over newsletter reports that the following conclusion of the investigation into the brawl out is believed that cm punk will not be back in aew several other Wait. people in the company have said he's done while several uh if not if not all of the top names are reportedly refusing to work with him and one of those names mentioned was actually chris jericho a top star said that punk won't be back his value on screen isn't one percent worth the hassle or black cloud he causes backstage another source said that um an another source said that aew has decided he's gone if some are willing to work with him. Uh, it's unknown. It was noted that he has uh, he has basically been voted off the island. I love that they use that term. Uh, voted off the Good. island. Speaking of Jericho, uh, Fightful Select adds that Jericho, uh, that the ROH champion, actually spoke to Punk following the brawl and allegedly told him that he was a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to the company. There's no word on what Punk said exactly, but he basically told Jericho it wasn't his business and he needed to leave. Sources close to Punk confirmed this meeting did actually take place. Jericho has been praised backstage for stepping up after All Out, including appearing at the scrum, leading a talent meeting in the aftermath, and adding more responsibilities to his role after re-signing with the company. It's believed that AEW is negotiating with Punk on buying out the rest of his contract. That's only part two of this story. But so, 
Top Guy JJ, do you believe we will ever see CM Punk in an AEW ring ever again? If any of them are smart, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, and I think that there are a bunch of smart people over there. And I, I'm not going to call. I'm not, I don't think that these people over here in this company are, are, are idiots to any degree. Um, they've never had any issue like this prior in the, what, three years they've existed. They've never had an issue at all on 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 levels this this high we've always called to obviously we have fun with crackhead con and his booking and all of that shit at times but issues no this has never been the case and the fact that you have yourselves and the fact that you're gonna sit here and say that jericho is it's not where he it's not in his business that man is a day oneer he's a day oneer he's the one he was the star that they used to draw people's attention to AEW when that company was first introduced at Daly's place at Jacksonville. This is Jericho's fucking business. So the fact that you're going to sit here and say that bullshit, you don't belong in any, in any level or any aspect or any portion. You don't belong in AEW, dude. And you just don't belong in the business of professional wrestling. You just don't belong mm-hmm. there. No. You just don't belong. It was it was good to it was good for the for the CM Punk marks that got to see you for 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 another full year. Like enjoy that shit because that should be the last time you ever see him in a spotlight of this magnitude, trusted by anyone of that mu- that level of power in any company that prestigious. Sayonara, good fucking riddance. And I think the fact that. What um what was Sat said, and I believe you said as well. He ain't going to nobody's new Japan, bro. They hit too hard. They hit too hard. He gonna he gonna end up suing the motherfuckers having matches in New Japan. He gonna sue somebody. Let, let, just give just give him one match. Give give one match with Minoru, and I'm getting he gonna I'm sue. That. He gonna sue that whole company. Murder Grandpa would murder up Sat. Uh, if this is the end of CM Punk in AEW, how will you remember his run in All Elite Wrestling? Funny enough, right? Take the backstage stuff out of the equation. Fond memories. That's what I'm sad. Because backstage, like Phil Brooks, garbage. <laughs> CM Punk, the wrestling character, the wrestler. I wasn't a fan of his match against Darby Allen. Obviously, I felt like he still had the ring rust there because Darby wrestles quick. And I feel like if you can't wrestle at Darby's pace, you look out of sorts, if that makes sense. But in subsequent matches, he's been incredible. He had matches with Hobbs. He did, you know, wonders for Wardlow. Um, FTR's uh, new entitlement. They, had, they, were, they were entitled before, but the, the, the bigger chip on the shoulder came from rubbing it's like, shoulder. It's like, it's like putting a rookie Carmelo with Allen Iverson. He's always going to be a ball hog. That's basically, that's basically <laughs> what, what the AEW did by putting FTR with CM Punk. Yo, we can, we can, we we talk about that some other time. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. To answer your question, he made the company seem more legit and big. He added something to your equation. You can't lie. The promos were great. The matches were great. The crowd reaction were big. Uh, he did big business for for the company. It, it made it it made it feel like it was that WCW '94 with Hogan there, and then '95 '96. You would wait for the fruit of the labor to pay off. Unfortunately for AEW, that's not going to happen because CM Punk self destructed. That's the thing we always have to remember: is no one's fault. Phil, you have to look in the mirror. It's your fault. 
You did this to yourself. You had great, you had big money. You had a company of people that respected you. Young guys that grew up on you. You know, he was treated like, you know, he wanted to be Terry Funk. Heck, even Terry Funk, he knows not to be a rude bastard to people around him. He didn't go, hi, Paul. I'll smack you. You know what I'm saying? He didn't go, Paul, hey, I'll smack you in the face. Um, to answer your question, fond memories. That's what I'm saddened because I don't want him to go to WWE. We talked off air. Like, there's only three guys we want to see him wrestle. But after, like, like JJ say, for me, if this is the final uh, chapter in CM Punk's career, in terms of in-ring, great. But if he will continue, he'll be a hypocrite. He'll be everything he said 10 years ago. Older guys coming in, taking spots and so forth and everything. I don't want him to come back to wrestling. I want the CM Punk chance to die out. I'm happy he came back for that, so that chant can die out. And if, if anyone chants it, I want it to get booed because he's not a symbol of like wrestle, wrestling liberty because Vince yeah. McMahon's gone now. So there's no like us against Vince's vision of wrestling. Triple H cares about wrestling. Tony Khan cares about wrestling. It's a new era of wrestling where there's no one, there's not like a Bret Hart martyr, there's not a CM Punk martyr. We're starting afresh. So to answer your question, we did great business, man. It's a shame how it ended. I agree with you. He definitely did great business. Gave us one of the best, I would say, TV feuds of this decade with MJF as far as like episodic every week, giving you something kind of memorable to remember the rivalry and just captivated us, especially like, you know, culminating with everything leading up to revolution. And then we were going to get a new chapter of it. And he pushed the self-destruct button and he gave us some memorable promos His stuff with it, you know, him and Eddie Kingston, his return promo that was all great stuff. Even the, some of the stuff with him and hangman page, I thought was very entertaining, but it was all downhill after he got injured from there. Top guy, JJ, before we get into the last part, I did want to ask you this part, which would segue nicely into the last part, which is all the stuff about punk and WWE. Do you believe we will ever see CM Punk in a wrestling ring ever again? <clears throat> getting in, getting probably getting inducted somewhere. Um, probably getting inducted, and I mean he's gonna. You can't deny what he's done. He hasn't done anything criminal, so it, it's, it's all about personality and politics and all of that shit. But at the end of the day. Whatever we're saying about him, he deserves to be in a wrestling hall of fame somewhere. And that's the way I think I see him in a ring again. It ain't gonna be obviously no time soon, but you're going with yes, we do see him in yeah. a wrestling ring. Yeah. Like I don't see him in a wrestling, like wrestling in a wrestling ring, but I do see him in a wrestling ring again. Well, being an announcer, just be an announcer, Phil. Just be hey, an announcer. He was, he was good at that. Exactly. Um <laughs> I think I think the the best way I could just say this if this is the end of CM Punk in AEW I didn't think it was possible but he 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 was he able to accomplish it it's sadder than the way he left WWE it's actually sadder because he left WWE the hero and then he came back and lived long enough to become the villain the villain so let's talk about the final part of this story which is everything to do with cm punk wwe news from this past week so last saturday uh fightful select reported that wwe may be open to bringing punk back if he does end up leaving aew sources close to punk said that he realistically can't expect to return there were several people in aew who said he they didn't want to work with uh cm punk again unless there were huge amends made due to how 
bad all out made AEW look. WWE sources have said that while Vince McMahon wouldn't have brought Punk back and didn't when uh, Fox pushed him for it, AAA may be more open to it. The idea is that the new regime is open to anything within reason. They noted that Triple H wants to secede and make compelling programming more than anything. Punk would be compelling, but the source didn't think he'd sign to a full-time deal due to what happened in AEW, even if he was interested. It was noted that Punk may not need or want to work again after he gets a buyout from All Elite Wrestling. Then on Monday, Wade Keller uh, reported on PW Insider that there's one person who is a hard no on Punk's return, even if it would help business in WWE. He noted that Paul Levesque, uh, while he thinks Punk personality-wise might be more trouble than he's worth, has shown a history of recognizing wrestlers who are over with today's fans that he himself might not have predicted would be over. Somebody who's currently in WWE and is within the sphere of influence of Paul all of X decision making would be a hard no as of uh axing this person this week a hard no on endorsing the return of cm punk even if it would help business the wrestling observer newsletter reports that even though there are there have been rumors that triple h is open to bringing cm punk back to wwe they have not had any contact with even punk or a steel obviously wwe can't legally contact punk at this time because he's still under contract to aew there's no word on how triple h or nick Khan feel about the situation while Punk would get a huge reaction and help business, this latest incident in All Elite Wrestling did him no favors as far as working with uh, Triple H and WWE, and that's assuming he'd even want to go back, which he may not. As for Steele, he reportedly wants to move past this and was upset it happened and that he was harassed online afterwards. And then Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer News, uh, Wrestling Observer Radio should be noted, he said that he's talked to people close to Hangman Adam Page, who kind of is kind of a figure in this whole story but was not directly involved in the brawl out and he has the feeling of kind of remorse and he wished that this whole situation never happened but i will ask you sat would you want you want to see cm punk back in wwe hard no 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 and no reason why i say no his year in AEW did everything we, we wanted. You know, he was wondering, what would he be like wrestling today's generation of wrestlers? No offense to WWE because they're in rebuild mode. <laughs> There's no one really there you want to see him to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm itching to see uh, uh, Madcap Moss versus CM Punk. You know, I'm itching to see him and Baron Corbin in the promo off, maybe. Haha, <laughs> who knows? But in the ring, you don't want to see that. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing. Kevin Owens, we talked about it. This is an SB3 pick. So I, I don't want to take credit for it. You, you said it. Kevin Owens, yeah. Roman Reigns, because the hate, the Roman, the fraction of the hate the Roman got from the crowd stemmed from that interview must make Roman look strong. That became a thing because of what CM Punk said. Uh, the Miz, just because of the fact that he hates the Miz, you know what I'm saying? That 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 whole situation. That If they let the Miz be the Miz, the Miz of 2016, yeah, you know what I'm saying? See, uh, Seth Rollins, because he's itching to fight him, even though he... He sunned him. You're like, uh, dude, I don't know who you are. You're not on my level. So there's so many. You can't bad mouth a company then want to waltz back in. I don't like that as a human being. Yeah, it's wrestling. Yeah, it's his life, um, making money. But like I say, if he's about that life, go to GCW. 
Go to New Japan. You know what I'm saying? Go to Women's Wrestling, where his wife is, and do announcing there. That's Give me Nick Gage the... versus CM Punk. I'm here exactly. for it. I want to see Punk hit with a, with a light, too. It, it, it will hurt my soul. Even though I don't know this guy, I'm not family with him. It's just like what he represents, the figure that is CM Punk, to just walk back into WWE and then start smiling, doing the WWE 24 effing documentary, then him being backstage with Triple H, shaking hands. Vince McMahon will probably turn over his grave if he's still alive. He'll be like, damn it. That's not it, Paul. What is he doing back there? And for him to go, uh, Roman's been champion for too long. Roman's been champion for three years. You think you want to cry about that as well? You know what I'm saying? No. Might be something, might be no. something there. No, no. Sound this. No, 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 no. What about no. you, Top Guy JJ? Do I want or Do him? you want CM Punk in WWE? Kind of a guilty pleasure part says yes. <laughs> because the things that the people that I would want to see him interact with, I, yo, the Miz would shred him. Like, shred him. And I would be all for it. <laughs> like, the fucking shit that Seth Rollins would say to this man, I would be all for it. Also, like, Cody. Don't forget Cody. Cody be like you're here too. Cody to an extent, but he's such a good guy. Like it's like I'm not sure them that 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 venomous promo side is is in WWE yet. But the people that I know that can lay the fucking lumber, I want to see it. But in reality. Nah, fuck off. You can stay the fuck wherever the fuck you at. Stay in Chicago. Stay the stay. So just go go ride your trains in Chicago. Go 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 fucking um. Hopefully, you know, take care of your dog. Hopefully, you actually pay attention to your dog when you go home. Um, because you know that that would be nice if you actually paid attention to your fucking dog. Um, before using him as a clout machine. Um, that'd be great. Um, but no, I don't. I don't want to see him. In any wrestling capacity anymore, but there's a that small guilty pleasure just just for a couple promos with a couple guys. That's it, just to see him get absolutely fucking annihilated. So, what would be your top three dream matches for CM Punk in WWE? Top guy, JJ. Matches. So if, if, if he if he could come back for one year. And you could do three programs, three dream matches. You know, you get the promos you want and everything. Come back for one year. Of course, they would probably have to put WrestleMania main event in the deal. Um, mm. But he comes back for three matches. What would it be? So I guess I got to pick matches now. <laughs> All right. Um, if I'm going to have to say I got to pick matches, first and foremost, you got to get the Kevin Owens one out the way. You got to. I mean, obviously, that's magic waiting to happen all over again. Um, then Seth Rollins, I got to see a program with Seth Rollins. Um, last but not least, if we have three, I'm trying to skim through this roster really quick. I don't really find anybody remotely interesting. Um, I'd have to do a toss up between, uh, I have to do a toss up between Matt Riddle and Cody Rhodes. I would probably pick Matt Riddle just because I want to see Matt Riddle shine even more. Um, it was so awesome to see him main event a pay per view. So now the fact that if he can get that limelight again, I take it in a heartbeat. What about you, Sat? 
Roman, because I feel like they've been going back and forth, needle mover, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's been shots there, so it has to be Roman. Seth Rollins, because Seth will do a great match, and the promo with them would be great. And I, I and Kevin Owens, but also honorable mention to someone like Champa to be a Triple H uh, surrogate because Triple H got wrestle. So get Champa. No offense to Johnny Gargano. Gargano is too much of a Gargano can do Swami, but I feel like uh, in terms of promo off with Punk, Champa could hold his own in terms of defending Triple H's honor. In terms of him coming back and being a hypocrite, I'm an NXT guy. Now you're taking my spot. That kind of storyline because Champa yet to properly you know uh, um establish himself in wwe the way he was like in nxt so i feel like low-key champa would do great in the feud against cm punk uh mine would be kevin owens because i feel like if anyone's gonna say the lines that we want him to say about cm punk it would be kevin owens and he's kind of like the biggest independent star that never faced punk as far as like on either like or even like at big states like roh uh relatively small scale but even that on that scale we've never seen that so that would be uh big for me i would go roman that's the obvious just money matchup because of all the personal stuff they said and they're mm -hmm. two of the biggest stars in professional wrestling and then three I'd probably go with Cody only because that would be the Triple H put your dick on the table moment of, oh, mm. I did the match you couldn't do, Tony. Yes. That's the only reason. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm here for that. Uh, we got a couple of people with some good choices here. Got Safet who says Roman, Seth, Miz, Bray, and Owens. Uh, we got uh, CM who says Riddle versus Punk. I'm better to you in, e in UFC and here. And I did it while high. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I try to stay away from the Roman one and try to get somebody else some shine. <laughs> this is funny. That's hilarious. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we got Negro Buck who says, if you went back, Rollins, Owens, and Wyatt. Wyatt's an interesting one. I haven't heard a lot. So that's good. I think more the promos, right? But I don't know. It depends, isn't it? Because we don't know what this, if this Bray Wyatt is, I call it the American badass phase where he's, more human but i don't know if that's gonna be what he's gonna be like in six months time if he just he's i feel shell. like he's in his uh mick foley 1997 embracing all his faces mm. uh more, more than that um but let's get into the week oh my god yes bro. yes that Hi, is joe that's in an hour on cm punk <laughs> holy fuck yo I hey never it's, have it's a money <laughs> He's what? money, right? Yes, sound off. It keeps coming in the oh, live chat. We'll try to highlight shit. as many of your comments as possible. But like I said, if you have a little extra super chat donation is the best way to have your comment highlighted on screen and have your uh if you have a question for Sat, myself, or Top Guy JJ, that's the best way to have it sound off. But there was a lot of wrestling this week, so we got to talk about that as well. It's not just the CM Punk Elite God. Uh, so let's talk about AEW Dynamite, which did 997,000 viewers back on Wednesday night this week. The show featured John Moxley defeating Penta El Zero Metal in a, a very good brawl to retain the AEW world title. Post-match, the firm jumped Moxley after MJF specifically told Stokely Hathaway to stay away from him. MJF made the save to pull them off and fired Stokes, but the firm then turned on MJF and Morrissey drove him through a table to end the show. That followed uh, a 
another uh, big surprise, another week, another great MJF promo uh, where he promised not to use the dynamite diamond ring at full gear to stick it to William Regal and everyone that doubted him. He told Renee with all due respect to shut her mouth and warned uh, Stokely about what would happen later on that night. We also had a swerve in our glory, picking up a huge victory over FTR in a great tag team bout to become the number one contenders for the Acclaimed AEW World Tag Team titles. They will now face the Acclaimed at full gear. Thanks to a little bit of help from the Gun Club. You also had Jamie Hayter pick up a huge victory as she defeated the first ever AEW Women's World Champion Riho in a fun sprint to set herself up for a shot at the AEW Interim Women's World Champion Tony Storm and the Blackpool Combat Club went 2-0 on AEW Dynamite as Claudio Castanoli and Willa Yuta defeated the Jericho Appreciation Society's Chris Jericho and uh, Daniel Garcia after Claudio pinned Jericho and Brian Danielson uh, stomped the arrogance out of Sammy Guevara in an awesome styles clash to get the win. However, Danielson and Yuta also furthered their tension with one another Top guy JJ, what was the highlight for Dynamite for you this week? Um, wow, wow. Um, I kind of got some satisfaction out of out of, out of Sammy Guevara getting his ass kicked. <laughs> like, I think I fell into that um to that can't stand Tay Mello shit. <laughs> I can't to that I can't I can't get in. I like it drives me fucking off the wall. Um, I only saw the back half of it, so I, I didn't see the entire first hour. Um, but I, I got a lot of satisfaction out of that. So I have to, I'm going to probably watch it with the rest of my day off. Thank God I have the weekend off. So <laughs> I'm going to probably catch the rest of Dynamite when I get home. So I don't, I don't want to give too many opinions on a show I have not seen the full thing of yet. What about what? you, uh, Sat? If, if, yeah. if I'm... If I may, real quick, um, how good is MJF on a weekly basis right now? Like, like how how good has he been? Like, oh my god! Like, oh, you know, his, his imitation of John Moxley was fucking. That was great. That shit was fucking awesome. Um, and, and it's like he's now he he's like I'm I'm I still gotta get used to the pandering. <laughs> Still got to get used to pandering to the right, crowd. Right. Still got to get used to that. But you already, see, I, I, you feel it. It's kind of like, you kind of feel like the, the obvious might happen. But if they do a swerve in a smart way, then I'm okay with it. But it's it's like, are you pulling this trigger finally? Are y'all finally pulling this trigger? Is it finally happening? Looking forward to seeing it. Sat, what about you? Highlight or even a low light from AEW Dynamite this week? My highlight was Jamie Hater versus Riho because Jamie Hater is a bruiser. It's like it's like a light switch went off on her. Like I don't yeah. know what it was. She sees these are these big hard hitting moves are my bread and butter. I'm gonna lean more into that. That's what I want to see Indy Hartwell to do more of because she's five ten and she should be doing more of them kind of moves. Jamie Hater is ready. Uh, what I see happening now that Tony Storm raised up the interim title, <laughs> I think that Jamie's like come close to winning. Then Brit turns on her. The reason I say Brit turns on her is because Tony already told the story of the underling turning on the the the, the boss because Wardlow did it already. So you can't have a repeat yeah. of Wardlow. Where it is that Brit can't handle that? It's her group. 
and she doesn't want to play second banana to uh to hate us. So I see her finally the jealousy. Either they pull the trigger or she pretends she does a road dog, she yanks her feet by accident. Oh, I accidentally pulled your leg, and then what are you doing? And then Tony wins. Either that or full blown, you know, or she is an accident, then curb stomp her. So there's many ways scenarios, but I see it like I brought you in, it's because of me, you're over. Like that kind of blood feud happening because Jamie Hater. Ooh, every time she wrestles in the record clothesline, the gun kiss, you know, gun posing the kiss, and uh, yeah, the firm low light. The low light is how Stokely's been treated. My guys wearing the grandpa sweater, being talked down to, and this group that doesn't even make sense is like we're only a group when we're needed. It, it shouldn't have done that. It was trying to be too smart with it. I I, I I won't say that's a low light only because for, for me is only because I don't know where they're going with this story. It doesn't make any type of sense that I do agree. It's a low light. It MJF's just turning baby face. If this is all a part of a ploy from MJF that you got to make it look real and he's and Stokely's in on it, then it, Makes Stokely look good. It makes MJF look smart. It, it it's all good in my book. I think that it's a kind of a wait and see. That's how I felt about the entire final segment. It's more of a wait and see. I can't judge if it's if it's a bad or a good thing yet. You're right. I don't think it's a face turn because if that was the face turn, that fell flat for me. You know them ones when it's not like he took off his shirt, he took everyone out, the crowds on their feet, and he's posing whatever. That's he turned. You know them ones where uh, it's a kind of face turn the Miz used to have. Sorry to, re- yeah. to mention Miz. Yeah. Miz is like, uh, I'm a baby face now because I got bullied enough. And he's like, yeah, we like you because you got bullied. But now it's, we're it's tired. A more appropriate one is Randy Orton. Randy Orton yeah. in 2004. He basically yeah. was a was a, was a baby face because his friends beat him up. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you put Moment of celebration. And then you just face turned. <laughs> SP, I want an audience here. J- you know, JJ, you're here. SP, I want to recant something I said to you, I said last year, and you and I got into a huge debate about it. MJF over the Miz. This, yeah, listen, you know, you because I said the M, I said the Miz got the WWE factor where there's there's a handcuff on how much you can you can be edgy with your promo and stuff like that, and it's not fair because Miz is more of a comedy figure because. Someone posted a video of Renee and Miz's interaction where Miz was great. Miz was like, you just want to talk about my Dean Ambrose obsession? You were sleeping with him and the slap that she gave him in the face. I'm like, where's that Miz? It made me think, I'm like, wait, I forgot Miz can do promos like that, edgy promo. Because I'm used to him like, my balls are big. You know, we're stuck with that Miz. So it's quite hard when MJF is reaching his character peak. While Miz is going down a slippery slope of putting over guys like Dexter Loomis. I know we're talking about AEW. I just want to say that MJF of, on too long. MJF, the long hanging fruit is what I hated about the character. Since he's come back, great shape. And guess what? No more low hanging fruit. Passionate delivery, passionate promos. This is stuff that I knew he had in him. This is the guy I saw in MOW, the kind of promos he was cutting in MOW. Yeah, he had some cheap heat, but it wasn't all the time. It's kind of like when The Rock came back, it was Fruity Pear. was like, okay, Rock leaned too much into the comedy. You know, it's not edgy, it's a bit too silly, too PG 13. But yeah, this MJF, he's ready to be champion. There's rumors that people think Regal's going to turn on, on on the Moxley. I, I wouldn't mind that. After last week's promo, I said that. I said, if that's the payoff, if that's the, the swerve of we think MJF's turning babyface, and then Regal turns heel and he turns on Moxley, and then you got the Blackpool Combat Club going against their former leader and the new world champion, that would be great. And I think that the promo this week sets up MJF saying, I'm not going to use the Dynamite my diamond ring 
I think he's going to use Regal's brass knuckles to win the AEW World Championship at full gear. There you go. There you go. Because right now, in terms of if, if, because MJF, this, this is why I don't think MJF turning um, face. If, if it's not MJF, who's the top heel after that? Because I feel like the elite at the moment go through that little tweener face run. So they don't have an instant heel straight away. Yeah, yeah, Ethan Page, they're trying to build him up, but it's still a long process to go. I am with you. I think it's a swerve. The fact they put him through a table, not through the guardrail or anything more severe. You can kind of say, well, it's a table. I can take a table. You know, them ones were like, yeah, I can take it. Do it, big man. I can take it. It's a table. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like uh, Jungle Boy getting choked slammed by Luchasaurus on that steel grate. There's a, there's a difference in, in what sure. level impact. So yeah, uh, Jamie Hater, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Tony Storm, God bless her. That whatever charisma she had is <laughs> still left in WWE somewhere. I hope she gets it back someday because she was a quirky promo. It's hard to forget now, but she was now. It's like I will beat you. I am a real champion. All right, girl. Thank you. Your haircut looks I think, nice. I think it might best be she doesn't want to be a baby face. I don't know. I don't. I, I, she got to well, figure it out. We mostly known like her most of her run has been like, as a yeah as in, a baby in, face in the in the. It was WWE audience. that 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 you know, mm. turned her heel, so maybe she just wants to be a heel and she'll show charisma that way. I don't know, but we did have uh, some news coming out of Dynamite on Thursday's PW Insider Elite. Uh, Mike Johnson revealed that there will soon be two more wrestlers that will become all elite in the near distant future. Uh, he said, and I quote, I can also tell you that we have officially heard that both Bandito and Juice Robinson have agreed to AEW agreements. I don't know length. I don't know time. But they are officially going to be with the company going forward. Uh, and that also brings us to another big signing from this week. On Wednesday before AEW Dynamite, Fightful Select reported that the Kingdom, Maria Kanellis, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven had officially signed with AEW after appearing on Rampage several weeks ago. The trio recently wrapped up their run with Impact wrestling they showed up in toronto to challenge ftr for a future roh world tag team title shot ftr had reportedly pushed to get the group involved but it's unknown how when they first appeared they weren't under any deals since then they have all signed multi-year deals with the with the company canellis and bennett had talks with wwe but it's unknown if there were any offers while she spoke of helping to book in roh or helping the women's division she's only a talent at this time in regards to Maria Canellis and PW Insider had additional details. According to the report, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis, and Matt Taven's contracts are exclusively AEW deals, and they are not sailed, uh, said to be specifically ROH brand. Also, the contracts are said to be three-year deals that could keep them in AEW through fall 2025, and Wrestling Observer Newsletter does confirm the report that FTR pushed for the group to join the company, and they had interest. there was interest in Matt Taven from WWE prior to this, but he decided to go to AEW. So what do you think about the new signings this week, Top Guy, JJ, Bendito, Juice Robinson, and The Kingdom? And how would you rank them as far as the the best signing to you don't know what they're going to do? Um, if from top to bottom, I'm definitely going with The Kingdom as the best signing. Um, because they're gonna they're gonna have the best they're gonna have the most use and they're gonna be in a division that's actually used in wrestling. Um, the mediocre signing is gonna be Bandito. 
Like, he's going to be good, and he's always good in the ring. So he's always going to put on bangers, and then all of a sudden you're just going to see him shift over to Rampage and always have matches on Rampage every week. And then Rock Hard Juice Robinson. I have no fucking clue what they're going to do with him. Like, no clue whatsoever. Like, And he's always been in that unfortunate state of, huh? I, I don't know what to do with this guy. Don't know what to do with this guy right here. Um, give him a champion. He does nothing with it. We make him a championship contender. No one really cares. So it, it, it's kind of like unfortunate. Like we all know Juice Robinson. A lot of us probably love Juice Robinson, but there's never been that push for Juice Robinson to be something special. And it's kind of unfortunate, but that's just the way the cards have played out. What about you? How do you rank uh, Bandito, Juice Robinson? And don't do what Vala B did. That's disrespectful. Separating Maria from <laughs> Bennett and David to just rank Taven the lowest. Don't disrespect the, the trend like that. Oh, uh, how would you rank the signings of Bandito, Juice, and the Kingdom? Uh, Kingdom's number one. Only for the simple fact that their signing, I feel like it was like, Right place, right time. That word is for the kingdom. And I see right place, right time. When Adam Cole comes back and he's got the elite there waiting for him, he's like, oh crap, where is my kingdom? Hey guys, I haven't seen you guys. He's like, he's like, where's my friends? If some of my friends die again, yeah. oh damn. So he's like, man, Mike, Maria, free M's, guys. I missed you guys. I love you guys. Listen, listen. I got some beef right there. Do you want to be trios champion? Why not have a so basically what I'm trying to say is expect Adam Cole to be leader of Kingdom again when he comes back. A full circle moment. He done his bullet club reunion. He did his undisputed elite reunion. Let's let's do the three faces of Foley or whatever. Let's complete the, the, the circle. The original group that he was heading up, the kingdom. So the way I see it is the kingdom is gonna get a huge rub when Adam Cole comes back because Adam Cole, it, it, unless they're gonna turn him baby face even though he got unfinished business, whatever. What I see him doing is doing the kingdom for like six months, then they lose to the elite, then he turns on kingdom. He's like, I don't need any group. I want to be by myself because we've yet to see that. But I see that as a big, huge plus because Mike Bennett, he's fought his ass to get back in terms of get, kicking into the addiction and rehabbing his career because the Mike yeah. can, the yeah. Mike Canales character, yeah. if that's what you yes. know him for. Mike, Mike Bennett is a fucking soldier. Boy. Exactly. He's, soldier. Exactly. he's exactly. one of the most improved yeah. wrestlers I've seen in his career because I remember him yeah. coming into Ring of Honor and he was yeah. considered right. a guy that just worked like a WWE guy and had to learn the Ring of Honor style. Exactly. Yes. He was someone, this is before I knew Vince lost the Rockers. I was like, this guy is a future. I, I was like, I was like, I was like, Eli Drake and Mike Mike Bennett. Those are the two guys. Go to WWE, Rocket Ship. Man, I was wrong. But anyway, <laughs> Mike Bennett, the Boston Strong style. Matt Taven, I'll never forgive him for Madison Square Garden in his title reign. But as part of the tag team of OGK, they've been a, a solid unit. You didn't book that shit. I know he didn't, but it's just that wrong place, wrong time situation for him. He booked that shit. Yeah. And in retrospect, he was the right choice to win at Madison Square Garden. I'm just saying. Because yeah. the other choice yeah. ain't even yeah. around in mainstream wrestling anymore. Okay. If you remember, okay. it was okay. Jay Lethal and some guy that used to come out. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> We're not going to talk about him. Anyway, um, 
Even his woman wrestles in AEW, um, the professor. Can, can I just, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. out? Obviously, you'll finish. Just no want to pray and hope that um, Adam Cole does come back fully healthy. Yeah, I heard. Because this injury has been a roller coaster. So hopefully he's able to come back first and foremost because this injury has went from he's going to be out for a little while and now all of a sudden this has turned into a very lengthy, long process injury. So just hope that he's able to come back and do this because everybody in the fucking wrestling world misses him, man. But that, that it, obviously what we saw was scary. It's it, it's it's a real life scary thing. So hopefully he's yeah. able to actually come back. 100%. He needs uh, to go on the Brian Danielson hyperbaric chamber to get back into, you know, full, 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 full capacity. My next signing will be Bandito for the simple fact that he had a great showing. Bandito's one of those guys, even back in, was it All In? WWE wanted him. AEW wanted him. He went to Impact for some reason, <laughs> you know. Was it Impact? He went, he went Impact, right? That's no, what he went to. He, he was he was only in Impact for like a like a couple of shows. Yeah, wait, yeah. what company he ended up choosing he signed with MLW. Sorry, he went to MLW. That's that's the, wait, wait. Well, he signed, R-O-H. With, he signed with ROH. Listen, R-O-H. Yeah, he's, 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 up, he's signed with ROH. Yeah, I think he appeared for MLW, he appeared for Impact in the in the interlude. Yeah, so. sorry. ROH, thank you, Valerie. Yeah. You then he chose yeah, ROH out of all the places. He spent the majority of his run, became ROH champion. That you know, that's how I got to know him a bit better as a wrestler. Uh yeah. Like JJ saying, hmm. Penta, Phoenix, how are you guys treated? Okay to a degree, but never really. It all seems like they, they treated better in other places. So I feel like Bandit will do well. Might become TNT champion. Might. And I feel like he'll be a great TNT champion. On paper, he'll, he'll do let's, well. Let's, let's do the Atlantic Championship first. Yeah. Before yeah. we get to the TNT one. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's why I think I would, put, I would put Bandito first because I think there's so many things that they can do with him. They could put him in the TNT title division. They can put him in the All-Atlantic division. They can put him with two other. They can find two yeah. luchadors and team him up with them, put him in the trios right. division. Find, find uh, uh, Flamita and put him in the tag team division. Or he could be on Ring of Honor and be in all those divisions, the six-man division, I, I... the tag team division, the ROH World Championship, TV title. I have a theory that they may split Park away from Lucha Brothers and insert. Oh, he, uh, they are. Bandido. They definitely are. Bandido's going to be the third man in the group because you that's know, Tony, a good look. I, you know I why? You know why? Because that's what Tony does. He's like Danhausen, uh, best friends. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really make sense, but he's like, ah, uh, you know. So, yeah, yeah. He grew, he likes the group of. He he follows the Gato booking. The Gato. Mm. That's what Gato does in yeah. New Japan. He if someone comes in new, gotta put them in a stable. I don't know what to do with them. I don't I, know I can even see Bandito already joining them and becoming a full a full like a, a you know a a you know a tandem together. And then then you got a uh, uh, I don't like this guy. And that's when the or or I mean uh, even though they don't like people in mass, put them. With Russian uh, Andrade, why not? Yeah. Why not? Think, you know what? Yeah, but that bandit is the same guy that snitched on his manager, Chavo Guerrero, for cheating. <laughs> that was hilarious. Hey, hey, they don't, they don't, they don't respect ROH canon, uh, not that much. Uh, but let's talk about the other show for AEW. Oh, right? oh, and uh, wait, 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 my final one. Sorry, I know, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, everybody got juice last. No, 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 yeah, okay. no, 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 okay, I'm not. But reasons are different. Juice is lost because, like, he is the unknown. If it was me, it may yeah. sound lazy booking. 
something needs to light up Tony Storm a bit, get a bit passionate, put put them two together as as a tandem, you know, as, as a duo together. And I I, I want to know is will it still be Bullet Club? Will it be a case of like his Bullet Club AEW? Yeah. I think I think it'll be something like that. I think that yeah. that's what Jay White keeps talking about in interviews that he wants Bullet Club represented in all the promotion, and he keeps bringing up, "Hey, you see why the Good Brothers in WWE? That's me. I did that. I did yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> and, and I, love know, that. I think your point is going to come up about Bandito in the coming months. I just think Kingdom is going to be a little bit more impactful in the moment. Oh yeah, Kingdom, Kingdom definitely have Bandito in the long run. Yeah, Kingdom definitely have a bigger role like right now. I was just yeah, going right. more more like long well, term. term. I think yep. yeah, I think yep. Bandito is the best signing out yep. of the three. Uh, AEW Rampage last night. They had John Moxley, the AEW World Champion, the workhorse of professional wrestling, because this man was in New York. On Thursday, but he was in Connecticut on Friday. He defeated uh, Matt Menard, Daddy Magic, uh, in a decent opener. And then post-match, the firm Stokely Hathaway and Lee Moriarty came out to challenge Mox to face Moriarty on Wednesday's Dynamite. You had Ty Mello uh, beat Madison Rain. Also, Keith Lee beat Serpentico in seven seconds. Post-match, the acclaimed questioned Lee on Swerve's whereabouts. But then we learned that Sneaky Swerve had snatched up Daddy, daddy ass tied him up and used pliers to break his fingers. I've been loving this heel swerve. It's the best thing ever. Uh, we got, and then in the main event, it was Warlow defeating Matt Taven uh, with the powerbomb symphony to retain the TNT championship. Post-match, the kingdom jumped Warlow until Samoa Joe made the save, but then powerhouse Hobbs came down and the embassy attacked War Joe with Hobbs, with Hobbs raising the TNT championship and Samoa Joe, I mean, uh, Brian Cage raising the ROH TV title to end the show. I love the love the post match because Powerhouse Hobbs versus a Wardlow I've been exit for, which feels like months. So I'm very happy about this. But uh, what do you think about Sneaky Swerve kidnapping Daddy Ass? And what do you think about the direction of this new heel swerve so far in AEW, Top Guy? <sighs> not sure. I'm not sure. Like it, it, it's it's this is different, <laughs> like different. But um, I'm 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 gonna watch it, but I'm not I'm not sold on it fully. Um, honestly, not not there yet. But hopefully, in the coming weeks, we get to see more. We get to see a little bit more. Uh, if he want, I guess I don't know if he's becoming like creepy or devious, whichever one it's gonna be. I'll wait and see, but right now it's too fresh to to, to give a, a solid opinion on it. It it just started, so I'll wait in the coming weeks to see if I can give a different opinion. But right now, it's a uh, it, it's it's happening. It's happening. Fair enough. Uh, we should also note that uh, they did announce on uh, AEW Rampage that Mike Tyson is returning <laughs> and joining the commentary team for next Friday no! AEW Rampage. AEW announced that the boxing legend will be part of the commentary team for next Friday's show, making his first appearance for the brand since April 2021. They also announced that it's going to be a dream match for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship with the winner of Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix versus Lucha Luchasaurus on Dynamite uh, being able to choose their opponent on Rampage. PW Insider had some details about Tyson's deal. The deal for Tyson to appear came together a few
few days ago. It was also noted that without providing additional contents, that the site was told this may not be a one-off from Mike Tyson. He's appeared on AEW multiple times at AEW Double or Nothing 2020 to uh, present the TNT Championship to Cody Rhodes following the tournament finals. And then he appeared last year on AEW Dynamite to, uh, to and faced again. Uh, he was in the corner of Chris Jericho against Dax Harwood in his rivalry with the Pinnacle. So, Mike Tyson, ladies and gentlemen, Iron Mike back in AEW where he belongs. AEW Hall of Famer, right there. No comment. I just heard y'all laugh, and then I, I well, I I hope you have a, ch a child so you can I stamp on he's nuts so yeah, whatever that promo was. Man. Not Mike Tyson promo. That, like there's so yeah, many promos he said. You, you know like, that's yeah. It's like why, <laughs> why, I, I'm with, why? I'm, I know hey, why. They want to make Rampage. Uh, people watch Rampage only like that's wait. Not, that's not how you. Fucking... It's not that mainstream fans. There's I mainstream guess. fans that would just watch to see Tyson. <laughs> was Tyson's last appearance during the pandemic? Is that what where it was? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's only made is. appearances during the pandemic for AEW. So mm. I, I guess this is him being in front of a crowd and getting that crowd reaction and, and saying and something he shouldn't say. And it's in Atlantic City. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I don't mind it, but I'm laughing. The reason I laugh is how random it is. Like, all right, you're Tyson, who's known for being a great promo, right? I mean, yeah, he's known for being cold stone. If you have a kid, I can step on I his foot. I my back. Yes. I, I broke my back. I broke my back. I know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Bible Select reports uh, had a follow-up report regarding Willow Nightingale being officially signed to AEW last week on Rampage. Uh, that although uh, it was it was actually it wasn't sure if it was a tiered deal or a full-time deal. It's been confirmed that she did sign a full-time deal with AEW and is getting merchandise on AEW shop. Indie companies didn't have to clear her bookings this past summer with AEW directly, but when she finished her run with ML. It was assumed she was signing with someone. The reaction backstage in Ollie Wrestling to the news has been positive, and there are other talent or currently on full-time deals that haven't been announced as All Elite as of yet. One of those is Ariel Davari, who is said to be signed as of this past summer. So, Willow Nightingale, do you think that she's can, can be this game-changer signing that seems like uh, AEW fans say to every woman signing, basically? The answer is no, not because of Willow Nightingale. You can put any female wrestler there and it'll be, I'll give you the same answer. I mean, Soraya just started and we, we're yet to see, you know, it's still early days. So I can't say Soraya's a flop or whatever. It's it just that maybe in a few months time we'll revisit and talk about it. In terms of someone that could potentially be Jade for the TBS title, Willow is a credible threat, even though she lost to her already, but it wasn't that easy to beat her. Willow is a, is a talent. Like, every time you see her in a ring, she just pops on the screen. You just can't help but see her in the ring. Her match with Jamie Hayter was incredible. So I feel like she's a great addition to a growing women's roster that needs more different shapes and sizes in terms of wrestlers. We can't have all blonde Barbies, Vince. We can't have all of them wrestling like Tori Wilson. He <laughs> needs someone that wrestles a bit different. That's a bit thicker. That's a bit stronger. That's a you know hits hard. So I, I feel like it's a positive for the uh, AEW, TBS, RH women's roster. She was, she's a great addition for all of that. So I think she's great. Is she gonna be a game changer? Not right now because the way they're booking women. Maybe down the line, she the, the fruits of their labor when she's more over because you know she's known. You know she's 
she's kind of more known, you know, she's kind of be she's more established than that match she had uh for the RH title with, with Mercedes. Yeah, definitely. So, she's yeah, she's more established. From, yeah, exactly. Because we all like, oh, that's Willow, and they're like, you know, you know, AEW fans, they would pretend to watch wrestling. It's like who that? Who that? Yeah, who's that? Um, <laughs> we do have a super chat donation here from the good brother Dan. We appreciate you, Dan, one of our Patreon backers, with the super chat here saying that Mox and MJF AEW tag champs 2023. I think we're definitely going to get a can they coexist tag team match no. with Mox and Max, Mox and Max versus Mox the Birds. No, yes, gotta get those good old that's good old can they coexist. That's a WWE trope that they yeah, make fun of and not. <laughs> no, he's gonna be Mox is gonna be Sting. He's gonna be Sting and Max is Ric Flair. He's gonna no. do the tier. He's gonna get attacked by <laughs> page. That and is, then he's gonna be, come out. He's gonna be like that is the most disrespectful heel turn. Mean it was good. That's the most disrespectful heel turn of all time. It's great. The most it's disrespectful. It's How great. you tag your partner and you punch him afterwards and you great. strut like an great idiot. Stuff. No, he strutted before you punched yeah. him. Yeah, that's the best part. Uh-oh. WWE, let's get into it. I saw a couple of people in the chat asking me to start off with this. I had to get all the AEW out the way. I apologize. Which, this shot right here of Powerhouse Hobbs, love it. Love it. Needs to be reality. Uh, yo, did you see what I posted it on online? Brian Cage interrupting Prince Nano was the Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. I agree. I definitely right? agree. Prince Nana with the ebony and I, I, I was laughing. I, 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 want, I want Prince Nana to get my time every single week. But I that's want, enough. That's I want to see I want to see Stokely and Prince Nana just having a promo of that's that's my dream. That would be great. That's enough AEW. We gotta get to WWE for the people <laughs> okay, watching here. Sorry. So let's talk about WWE SmackDown from last night, which was a very good show with some of the some great promo work, including my favorite TV segment of the year. Uh, we first got to talk about Bray Wyatt. He addressed his demons in another captivating promo until he, the mass version in of himself, interrupted him on the Titantron and said that Bray is a liar who is a shell of himself and sent the fiend away before revealing himself to be Uncle Howdy. And I love that the makeup made him seem like an older version of Barry Wyndham. Right, Bray I'm say that. A Bray Wyatt's real uncle. Great stuff. And also Blackjack mustache. He's got the Blackjack Mulligan mustache. Yeah, well. there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, and where we got to also mention, we got one of the most entertaining segments of in wrestling yes. this year after the Brawling Brutes defeated Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa in a fun opener following yet another disagreement between Jey Uso and Sami Zayn. Roman Reigns came out to settle things with Sami apologizing to Jey, but Uso wasn't having it, tore into Zane and said he didn't care what the tribal chief said. And then Zane broke everyone in the ring yes. when he said that Jay hasn't been himself. Uzi. He hasn't been feeling very Usi. Uh, and literally, even Jay Uso had to break. Corpsin. Literally, Corpson. Corpson in the middle of the ring as this promo segment was going down. Roman Reigns said he was going to take away the honorary in Sammy's honorary Us name and rename him into Sammy Uso. Some great gems, some great just oh man, this just one of the best segments of the entire year. Go out of your way to watch the bloodline. This, this, I think this may have 
topped the honorary Ooze shirt presentation yes promo from the bloodline but there was also some other stuff besides that there was some wrestling too but i didn't care about those um carry across beat uh mad cat moss in the uh in-ring main event you also had ronda rousey defeat the returning emma to retain the smackdown women's championship backstage she finally solidified her alliance with Shayna baszler after Shayna choked out natalia which I am all here for, but Seth, yeah, what's your thoughts on this bloodline segment? They, listen, they couldn't keep it oozy for this segment, right? They couldn't keep it oozy. You see, Roman Lamb like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Jay was like, "Is." The head, the head of the palm, the Booker T, <laughs> the palm, and I love how Roman goes. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Listen, you have to listen to this. What I'm gonna say <laughs> to the point where poor Hay better do well. That's the end of this promo right now. <laughs> you know what's so good yet? Why I realized that Sammy's brought something back that's been missing from the bloodlines. It turns out we like infighting. That's what makes them compelling. They're not like evolution, you know, in a limousine, women in the car, we're the best team, blah, blah. That's not what kind of team they are. They're a family. And as you guys know, some of you may have big families. You, there's a lot of squabbling in families. So it's kind of like, you know, Sami Zayn's like this in-law and then I wish that Jay said why he's angry. He just said, I don't like you. You know, you're not family. I mean, you know, I think, I think he, he got that across. He was like, he don't want anyone. He don't want, you're not family. He was like, I'm willing to, uh, to bleed for my family. Are you willing to do that? You should not be living off the bloodline's name if you aren't blood, if you aren't willing to do that. I think, I think Jay pretty much laid his cards out on the table here that we, we we really didn't know before. I do agree we didn't know before last night what his reasoning was, but I think we got the reason. Plain and what, what, what meant is like, we thought that Jay getting beaten up by Roman in Hell in a Cell, like the initiation to be bloodline. This guy hasn't got blood, you know what I'm saying? There's a reason why Jay's feral. Jay got his spirit broken. <laughs> he had his grand uncles come out and award his cousin we choose him as head of the table because he tried to be head of the table. He tried to say, hey, listen, you're not that guy. You're my cousin, but I'm not going to let you son me. He got sunned to the point where he became main event Jay Uso's right-hand man. But you got this guy, Sammy. I don't like his hair. I don't like his, you know, I don't like his pasty skin. <laughs> he didn't have to go his ass whipped in hell in a cell. I thought that aspect of the, the jealous will come out. But he said, you know what? It's on the paper. You'll be like, yeah, on the paper, you'd say that. But I felt like more... Of everyone in the bloodline, even Solo. Solo just came in. What you're what you're getting at is what's his issue with Roman? That's that that hasn't come out yet. He laid out yeah. all his cards as far as his issue with Sammy. But we we do have another great segment in the waiting when he Bingo. finally lets out all his emotion towards Roman. That's Bingo. what you're looking at. I Bingo. think he kind of put like I said, I think he laid out all his cards when it comes to his issue with Sammy. But you could tell when he said, I don't care what the tribal chief said, there's that resentment still there. And mm -hmm. that was the first sign, really, that he's shown since he got broken that there is that resentment there towards Roman. But uh top guy JJ, did you see the segment? Did you see the show? What did you think? Um, I saw about half of SmackDown. I did see these guys here. I did see, I unfortunately saw Karen Cross and Matt Cat Moss happen. I can't believe my fucking eyes when I'm this is on my screen. Um, but all, all in the world felt great when you see this continuation 
of the best WWE story of the entire year continuing to shape last night with the bloodline and the honorary oos. Like, Sammy had everybody going. Had everybody going. It's like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, like, it, it seems like ever since I hung out with you guys, I don't like, like, you can't, you can't stand me. And then, and then, huh? I'm going to get him, Moose. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I don't like your hair. I don't like it. Like, it's literally because you ain't blood. You ain't going to shed blood for my family. Are you going to shed blood for my family? Because I've already done it. I've already done it. This is my family. You are an fucking outsider trying to portray yourself in a line that you have no blood in. Appropriate. Like, it, it, appropriate. It, 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 He's yep. He's trying to racially appropriate the blood. Yeah, line. yeah my dog. Yeah, my dog. Dog. Usi. What's Usi? Is Usi the Samoan, you know, dictionary? No, it's not. It's another. You know, that's another reason to beat him up. He ain't Usi. I'm like, what? And, and and obviously it's like the tribal chief is saying his piece and he wants everybody to, to, to get all their shit out and be on the same page. But as much as Jay is trying, he ain't having it with this fucking outsider. He ain't having it. And it's kind of like that's how it be with family. Like, I don't like that motherfucker right there. I don't care what you, 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 them People in the chat, them over there, I don't like this motherfucker. <laughs> like, I just don't. Like, stop trying to get me to like, son. I'm never going to do it. If I get the chance, if I'm, if, if I can, I'm going to punch him in the face. Like, it, it came out so authentic. Like, and, and that's why this whole thing has been so good. And, and, and when you get that altercation between Jay and Roman, that, that circles <clears throat> all the way back, to how this happened during the pandemic and what he did. And he, he, you know, a piece of him still doesn't forget what he did to Jimmy. You know, a piece of him doesn't forget what he did to Jimmy while he was injured. When they had that match, when they had that, I quit match. Like you, you know, a piece of that is still, it's still there, but he's, he's playing his part until it's like the right time. And, and, and that's like, I love how this is playing out. I love how this is playing out. And listen, we like we we could shit on these people on the, on this company and what they've done for years upon years. But boy, when they get something right, mm. holy <laughs> shit, it is the best thing on fucking TV. Yeah, this has been uh, the best storyline. And I, the only thing AEW has done this year that's even close to this is Punk and MJF and. It's becoming harder and harder to not call this the storyline of the year. I would oh, say yeah. MGF is the feud of the year for me, at least. Uh, but this is the best storyline. This is the best kind of weekly episodic story that WWE I've, has I've done got a quick question, in a while. Guys. So do you think, yeah, because in the beginning we thought, oh, they're going to turn on Sammy. I still think that's, that's going to be the case. What I'm now thinking is... Sammy, they'll turn on him, but Jay, do you think Jay might be the guy? Because there's hypothetical no, theory no, that you don't think Jay's no, going to be the guy to defend no, Roman. He's not no, going to lead him turning. And I still haven't heard an argument that proves it otherwise. I think that Jay is going to lead the charge when they turn on Roman. When he loses, when he loses the undisputed Universal Championship, I think that's when the bloodline turns on him. 
I think Solo, Solo, the way Solo's been playing things and the little line that Solo was sent by the elders. He wasn't called upon by Roman. He was sent by the elders. And now we're, we're just going to hear a line from Solo like, I got another message from the elders. And Jay's going to be the first one to jump Roman. That's what I'm I think. Get him. I'm going to get him, Moose. I'm going to get him. <laughs> I think that's because Roman has Roman's going to be a huge babyface once he loses this right, reaction, the reaction universal championship, and yeah. I think the bloodline is going to be the people that kind of facilitate him going going babyface. But there was <laughs> news about a bunch of stuff coming out of SmackDown, like the Bray Wyatt promo that ended the show. PW Insider reports that after his return at Extreme Rules, Bray Wyatt is listed backstage as the top. For the top babyface for the SmackDown brand with Drew McIntyre as number two. Wyatt is also currently the top merchandise seller in WWE right now, and he's even surpassed the bloodline in that, in that stat. Uh, there are plans for more merchandise, including plush versions of the Firefly Funhouse characters. WWE has been pleased with how Wyatt's return has been handled, especially the White Rabbit clues leading up to his return, and the plan is to do similar content for future storylines, even though that was not involving why it if it fits a certain storyline there were several people who pushed for that kind of promotion in the past but the old regime never went for it the wrestling observer newsletter reports that wwe may be considering a program between bray wyatt and the tribal chief roman reigns in the future the idea is that this could be the biggest program they've had in a while since wyatt is currently a hot act and since he passed the bloodline in merchandise sales and ticket sales for shows uh that he's on has increased he's considered probably the number two star in the um, full-time star in the company behind roman Fightful Select has a report that directly contradicts the Wrestling Observer newsletter, noting that according to their sources, rumors of a program between Wyatt and Reigns are false. They noted that they have learned from the run with The Fiend, and if Wyatt goes against Reigns right away, where would we go from there? Bingo. Meanwhile, there are plans for Wyatt to be integrated into both uh, shows for the next two weeks, as you saw last night with the Uncle Howdy segment. Also, there's been a spoiler that there could be parts of his past appearing in a segment next week with the rocking chair from his original run being brought to the SmackDown taping last night in St. Louis. And the Fiend mask will, uh, is also said to be used, and it's believed that it will be ripped up by Wyatt or someone else probably uncle howdy so what do you think about bray wyatt becoming the top merchandise seller and when do you think is a good time for him to feud with roman reigns sat um if the plan is to turn roman babyface next year i would say probably after wrestlemania time make him the first challenger for the for the universal title because we by then we've had enough time to see bray wyatt established and have his inner demons feud or reconcile all his inner demons into one person because i think that's gonna be the payoff right oh all coexist under one person the wyatt six not a group could be all of his persona as one person i want it to be next year Bray Wyatt being a high merch seller is a no-brainer because he was one of the highest merch seller when he was in WWE. There's allegedly one of the excuses where they got rid of him. He's, he's too much money. He's too much, too much. But at the same time, the guy's a star. There's a demand for him. And it was crazy to think that Impact <laughs> or whatever, which are the, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they let this guy go and they nearly lost him because... 
because he was making a movie, because his price was high, no one was able to nail him down in the AEW, trying to learn from Broken Matt and thinking maybe Spooky's not away. We can do the House of Black kind of spooky, but we can't do the Brave spooky. But I'm happy that he's back and he's a high merch seller. And I would like to see him and Roman feud after WrestleMania. I I agree with that timing. That seems more appropriate. Uh, more news coming out of SmackDown, despite rumors over the past few months that she had been released from her contract. Sasha Banks is in the news. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that she is still under contract with WWE, but there's no word on when she'll return. It's believed that there have been negotiations for a new deal, but there have been some hangups during that process. Sasha Banks has been busy. She had a reunion with the New Day, uh, Naomi, Jimmy Uso on the red on the purple carpet for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She's been at the She-Hulk premiere. She was in the New York Fashion Week. I mean, me myself, I think the hangups is probably all the stuff that she wants to do outside the company that she won't be able to do in the company. So I think that's the real uh hang-up there. And then we should also note. Other ladies have some uh, business with WWE with Tennille Dashwood making her return to WWE last night on SmackDown. Uh, she was expected to answer hey. right out of the open challenge and did. Fightful Select uh, confirmed the news and said that there were plans to bring Dashwood back in the company for some time. And also PW Insider Elite reported that an Impact Wrestling knockout may be on her way uh, out of the company and on her way to WWE. And that reference Chelsea Green as uh, WrestleVotes re uh, reported last week that there was interest from WWE in her and the latest report noted that on la on 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 Thursday night's impact green said she wanted to end Mickey James once and for all, but at the taping PW insider confirmed that she finished up with impact wrestling filming exit vignettes and many expect her to return to WWE. So what do you think about these situations, top guy, JJ, Sasha Banks having a hang up in her negotiations to Neil Dashwood, Emma now back in WWE and Chelsea green may be on her way back. Um, Sasha Banks thing. It's, it's, it's kind of like classic Sasha Banks drama at this point. Um, it is going to be like that point in time, three to four months into her return, that something's going to happen, that she's going to be unhappy and then she's going to step away. And then she's going to return in a few months, probably right before the Royal Rumble, be through WrestleMania, be, be happily unbooked, be unhappily booked. And then she's going to leave again. And la 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 blah blah blah. This is happening. This is happening. It's like a fucking vicious circle that just doesn't seem to stop. So kind of kind of just immune to it at this point. Kind of just numb to it at this point with Sasha. Um, seeing seeing the baby come back, I was just praying to God, praying that she would have been able to still use Tennille Dashwood, but it's fucking Emma. It's a different feeling when you see Emma. It doesn't. It doesn't hit home when you don't see Tennille Dashwood because that's Bay. Emma is jobber chick from NXT, and and, and it's like, um, and like first obviously first match is going to be against Ronda Rousey and loses that, and it's probably going to be a bunch of more L's coming her way. No, Dana Brooke, get the band back together. This is, this is Emma. You know, um, not Tennille Dashwood, and, and Chelsea Green is. Listen, 
you gotta you gotta you gotta run the block. <laughs> you gotta run the block. You gotta be in every brand that existed. So you know, yeah, she's run. worked in GCW, NWA, uh, Impact Wrestling, and now she's yeah, gonna go back to WWE. The run the block. Good I respect shit, the so. hustle. I respect the hustle. Um, yo, but I, yo, just before we segue over, I just I, I, I forgot to even mention this shit during during the the Bloodline segment. Can I just show? A level of appreciation of the timing of the camera and Roman and the crowd when fucking Jay just had with the set it with his chest home oh, to with the tribal chiefs what he wants, and then it's just oh, and you effed up, do you fucked up, Chad? That, <laughs> that, that was pure gold, Joe, golden. Golden react, golden system just happening. Camera work, Roman crowd. That shit was just. Mm, mm, that was good. That said, was good. Said I'm gonna be quick. I'm gonna be quick with. I know we need to wrap up. Emma coming back, great. Put back with Dana Brooke. Go for the tag team titles. We need more tag teams. Dana's not doing much. They were a team. I was a fan of that team. I miss her old song. I was hoping for the OCFO's Hill Thief. You know, which is the. Dan, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got this. Still got the Dashwood. It's all about me. Though. Yeah, it's all about me. It's all about Emma now. Uh, but yeah, I just want, I want her and Dana Brooke. I hope she likes to fight into Dana Brooke so they can be a tag team. Uh, by the way, Nikki Cross is back. You know how much I've missed Nikki Cross? She's well, back. We're about to get into that. Don't worry. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and Chelsea, she never really had a run. If she can stay injury free, I can think. I think she can be beneficial because she's a good character wrestler. So yeah. Yeah, she's always been very good at that. Uh, he also had this past week NXT Halloween Havoc on last Saturday. You had Braun Breaker defeat Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonough in a tremendous triple threat main event to retain the NXT Championship. Mandy Rose beat Alba Fire to retain the NXT Women's Championship after a haunted house fight featuring Toxic Attraction. Uh, Roxanne Perez defeated Cora Jade in a Weapons Wild match. Apollo Crews beat Grayson Waller in a casket match. Julius Creed beat Damon Kemp in a hard-hitting ambulance match. And Wesley defeated Carmelo Hayes, Nathan Frazier, Ora Mensa, and Von Wagner to win a five-way ladder match to win the North American Championship. Then that segued nicely into Tuesday night, which you had WWE NXT. They did 716,000 viewers. The show featured a great main event with Ilya Dragunov beating JD McDonough. You also, oh no, actually, JD McDonough beat uh, Ilya Dragunov and actually choked him out. And Dragunov was stretchered out of uh, the building of the CWC to end the show. JD McDonough getting a huge win over his uh, former rival from NXT UK. Katana Chance and Kaden Carter defeated Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark to retain the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships after it appeared Lyons and Stark had won. Pretty deadly beat. Idris Anofe and Monique Blade in a really fun tag team bout to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. And R-Troops looked like he was a star again as he appeared on this show as they always react bid for main roster stars because he thought it was Halloween Havoc and then got challenged by Grayson Waller for next week while congratulating Wesley. And the schism revealed their newest member, Ava Rain, aka Simone Johnson, the Rock's daughter, is in the schism with my boy Joe Gacy. Sat 
You uh, know I'm here for you know, it. Uh, you know it did, I'm here for when it. When he cut his promo, I was like, oh, what's SP for this? I enjoy I, when SP does it. When I heard Ava Rain's promo, I was like, I wish I was still reviewing NXT. I would have loved that. to read yeah. out this promo. This promo was awesome. But Seth, what did you what did you think about Halloween Havoc, NXT, uh, the week in NXT? I got hoodwinked into thinking that Mandy Rose is finally going to lose. I was like, they got me. <laughs> they got me. Yes, they did. They got me good. Uh, you, you know, it was a good show. It's a transitional show because it's the first new NXT black and white. Wait, so gold and white? So it's not black. <laughs> black, it's a black. Black gold and white, I guess. Yeah. White and gold brand. That's where they are. Um, the influx of NXT UK talent has re- reinvigorated the main event scene. We invigorated the tag team division. So I think it's been a huge plus in that regard. Ilya Dragunov is a huge sub. I think he likes just being punished. There's something about him. He's just like, he's like where's, where's Volta to smack me again? Because he's this face the whole time. Uh, 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 that's Ilya all the time. Look at Sat Jade- embracing the subculture. <laughs> And JD McDonough, oh, please, creepy, big head, hammerhead. His head's bigger than his whole body forever. Triple H, um, Shawn Michaels, love this guy. He plays, he plays the character really well. Give him that. But quickly, um, Gacy, he's not dressing like his old self. My guy's putting bits of his CZW, the mask and all that. What, like, is that a little change? Let's talk about that. Everything else is the same. Braun's still champion. Mandy's still champion. Things are happening. But Ava Rain debuted, yes, great. But let's talk about the wardrobe. I'm one of those people talking about the minutia of a character. Minutia. Uh, from Halloween Havoc, I thought the main event and the ladder match were spectacular. That was mm. a good like, bookend to the show. Everything in the middle I could have done without. Julius Creed and Damien Kemp was good, but everything else were kind of forgettable. But those two matches were really strong. And yeah, Ailer Dragunov was a star. JD McDonough was the MVP of that triple threat, though. He was he was in his bag. He was going off. Uh, Wesley, kind of similar thing in the latter match. Him, Carmelo Hayes, Nathan Frazier were the stars of that one. Von Wagner with that crazy spot. Gorilla pressing Wesley into the announce table was nice. Uh, and then NXT... The real highlight was the schism. The schism on top. So, top guy, JJ, what do you think about Ava Rain being aligned with the schism? Do you think this is the best role to introduce The Rock's daughter? I mean, it's a prominent beginning. It's a very prominent beginning. Like, it's a lot different than what her father did coming out in the fucking the little feather, little feather trunks and all of that shit and coming out all happy. Yay! I'm happy to be here. Like <laughs> can't wait, can't wait to wrestle. So this is a like a presence immediately. And we gotta now see her build on it. She's gotta build on it. She's gotta do stuff with it. And and don't rush it. Just evolve her slowly each week. Don't don't put pressure on her that she's you know now she's got to cut like three promos in a month like just just let just ease it in and then she doesn't have to have a five-star match at the end of the year like she just build her in and then let it be natural don't force it 
Yes, keep it natural. Great line by CM. Got more head than he got body. Talking about JD McDonough. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with uh, Ava Rain, and I agree with Top Guy JJ. It seems like it's a more suitable role to have her like protected, have some people around her that she can learn from, and also hide her weaknesses. It makes more sense than how they debuted The Rock. Honestly, if they would have debuted mm-hmm. The Rock in the Nation, that would have made more sense. Right. Um, could have done that uh but we got to uh, talk about the news coming out of nxt halloween havoc as well as the show this week fightful reports that wwe filed a trademark application for the term scripts a new superstar is on their way or group uh with their name is scripts on tuesday's show a vignette played with a voicemail left at the wwe performance center the voicemail featured a digitalized voice who delivered an ominous message uh so very interesting who that's gonna be or who the group is going to be we should also note that nxt had a milestone this week with mandy rose set i talked about it during our whole time reviewing the show she has officially held the title for a year for one year she won the belt at nxt halloween havoc last year defeating raquel rodriguez on october 26 2021 and she is now the third longest reign in the title's history behind Asuka at 510 days and Shayna Baszler at 516 days. And Toxic Attraction will celebrate the achievement on next week's episode of NXT. And there was two returns on NXT with Electra Lopez and Odyssey Jones returning to the show on this week's show. Who do you think is going to make the bigger impacts at? Uh, Odyssey Jones... <laughs> You know, he was in the midst of a run before he had his, you know, patella injury and few questionable tweets, <laughs> which put him on the bad side of the fans. So it's good to see him back uh, in action. And I was hoping that Malik uh, and um, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Idris, <laughs> Idris and Nofe. Yes, it's been a while. These guys. I was hoping those be still be with Cameron Grimes, but I hope Cameron Grimes goes to the main roster. But I'm, I'm thinking. That Odyssey, he was getting quite a push when he was around last time. Maybe he can knock off a, a Jan Wagner. <laughs> I think I think Alba, Carmelo, and Cameron are probably going to the main roster. Uh, I wanted Alba to at least one have one title win, but you know what? I'd rather her be in the main roster than you know them ones was like if you had a chance, it's kind of like they they they've they've got you know Roxanne Perez there. So you know they, 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 the division is in safe hands. Mandy lose to Roxanne Perez. It's time. It is time. And then finally from WWE this week, there was Raw. They did 1.803 million viewers. The show featured Bailey defeating Bianca Belair in a very good main event. Thanks to an assist from the returning Nikki Cross, who laid out everyone. No mass, no A-S-A-S-H anymore. She is now Nikki Crazy Cross again. Uh, Finn Balor beat Carl Anderson in another good bout that featured Rhea Ripley body slamming Luke Gallows. Yet R Truth beat the Miz thanks to Johnny Gargano playing mind games about Dexter Loomis again. And but then Baron Corbin with his new manager JBL defeated Gargano in a pretty solid matchup. Austin Theory finally got a win on TV, defeating Masafa Ali in a yet another good contest post-match. Seth Rollins attacked Ali, but he kept fighting and had to be pulled off of Seth uh, to end the segment. Top guy JJ, what do you what do you think about Nikki Cross's return to Raw? Like, <clears throat> I like I liked it. 
but I'm not sure if it's like it. I don't know if it's like if it's, it's like too little, too late. Like it just, it's not something that felt like it had any impact. Like the there was no reaction to it. Like the crowd was flat as fuck to it. Um. And I just don't know. I hope that it turned into something better than the initial reaction. Because the initial reaction is dog water right now. Um, hopefully it's more. But honestly, I'm not expecting too much from this. I'm not expecting too much from this. And especially if she doesn't get any response from the crowd, she's going to fizzle out faster, faster than the fucking time is going on my fucking thing over here, the little timer that's going off. It's just going to clip, 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 gone. That's fair. That's fair. What about you, Sad? I know you're big on Nikki. Yes, listen. NXT Nikki is elite, all right? Mm-hmm. The, the, and also, she was a tweener as well in NXT. That goes to how mm-hmm. her character was. She attacked both heels and faces. But the only thing, that, the only thing of this version of Nikki I'm going to miss is her good hair because old Nikki looked like she slept in the garbage can. You know what I'm saying? She's going to have the whole wet hair look. And there's also a rumor that Eric Young's contract is going to run at the end of the year. We may get sanity back in. I mean, you know, all the other guys are not signing. Oh, to God, no, companies. please. Stop, yeah. stop. Just don't, don't I'm, I'm sorry. People suggest don't certain people coming back to WWE. I got PTSD it. with a lot of people when it comes to them going back. I had Rick the other day on Believe tell me that Deanna Peraza should go back to WWE and I was scarred. I yelled at him. I was like no! She was there for two years had like three matches in NXT. That was under Triple H. That's not, you can't blame Vince for that one. That was under Triple H. Deanna Peraza better stay her ass out of anything WWE. Go to anywhere but WWE. I'm scarred. Okay, okay, okay. I'll just I'm just pointing out there that that's a fact. But also, I want to say that that, that comment, I was going to say, it, maybe Chelsea debuts as the problem solver. But then again, would I take the heat away from when Beth comes back? Because this isn't the whole point that the person to stop Rhea will be Beth. Because when you, if Chelsea is the one to neutralize her, which I don't think she will, I think she'll flop. What do you, Chelsea Green strikes as someone that's better as a heel. Her as a face, you know, I don't know how that's going to go. She's much better as a heel. But if she comes back as a good slot. But like you're saying, she's going to get a dog crap reaction because not a lot of people know who Chelsea Green is. At, at, you know, it's like, Nikki, they've driven her character to the ground. Of course they That's react. the problem. That's the problem. Like, it's not the Nikki character. It's what they did with this ASH shit. For the last what two years? Almost for two like, years. Like that's Almost the problem. <laughs> it's been too long. Almost and, a and, superhero. And, and now it's like you now you want to bring the persona back? Like this ASH shit should have been like two, three months, not two years. <laughs> like yeah, that that's it, man. It's like if she makes it work and she 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 happens to make shit work, then cool. Oh, this is she, but she's this good. is a tough road. This is a tough road. She's like Liv is doing a crazy girl gimmick, but when Nikki does Nikki, you think that's naturally an unhinged person. It's not like a person playing a character. There's nuances. I hope that she can tap into like she did in NXT because it's quite hard for yeah. certain people to see that again. Because for us, our introduction was crazy Nikki, so we know she can do it. But for a lot of people, it's like whoa, because Liv is doing I'm sexy crazy. Nikki doesn't do that. Nikki goes I stink crazy. You know I haven't shouted in ten days crazy. 
I love that. He said the eyes stink crazy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never heard no shit like that. That's a new one, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Uh, the news coming out of uh, of the Raw this week. Triple H was back in action as uh, the behind the scenes head of creative uh, after his bout with COVID last week. Fightful Select reported this on Monday ahead of the show. He was okay in the site reports. He was mostly frustrated that he had to miss any time and he was said to have been involved by phone with the creative plans and Road Dog filled in in terms of running things at the shows. Triple H and Bruce Pritchard were in charge of Raw this week. According to uh, WrestleVoe, speaking of Triple H, WrestleVoe spoke with Give Me uh, Sports. Our boy, Louis Dan Gore, sat. Uh, and <laughs> Triple H is said to be going forward with annual, not it will not be going forward with annual Hell in a Cell events. He explained, uh, WrestleVoe explained Thank that. God. The match stipulation means a lot to Triple H, so he no longer wants to have to shoehorn Hell in a Cell matches into his booking just because it's that time of the year. Just be clear, Levesque isn't eliminating Hell in a Cell matches, just the specific annual event, and we'll still see Hell in a Cell matches happen whenever they fit his booking rather than have it be at a specific time of the year. And this lines up with previous reports of plans to eliminate gimmick events. Although WWE did just announce uh, elimination chamber will be back in 2023 in Montreal, as, as well as survivor series war games coming up on November 26th. And another report from Wrestle Votes in regards to Triple H, uh, Gimme Sports reports that it's been revealed that WWE has a unique money in the bank cash-in idea that they could be saving for Austin Theory. Theory won the briefcase this year in July, and according to the report, the idea is that he would be the first to wait a full year until the night of Money in the Bank 2023. There would be then a be a storyline throughout the night about how long he has left to cash in before he loses it. It's unknown if the cash in would be successful, but it is something that's being discussed. Russellville said there is an idea that he's the first guy to wait a full year like the day of Money in the Bank next year. That's the storyline like you have to cash in this in two and a half hours. You have to cash this in in 90 minutes. This type of thing. I know that idea is on the table. I actually really like that idea as far as the money in the bank. That's something unique and different they haven't done yet. And I think we're all in agreement. No Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is a good thing. That's a good thing. That's also, amazing. Will Washington of Grapsity, when I was listening, he actually said that he should be. So I'm actually uh, glad and funny, hilarious that that um, idea actually is happening, that he's the first one to basically almost max out. What if he gets locked in a cupboard? I can see Gargano locking him in a cupboard. <laughs> Missing the whole show, and then when he was to cash it in, it's like expired, man. I'm sorry. No, no, I want to now. Like now, <laughs> imagine like the time. Imagine that he goes to cash it in, and he's got 20 seconds, and then the referee ref bump or whatever, and then he can't cash it in. The champs on the floor, but he can't cash it in. It's too late. The show's over. Everyone's going home. <laughs> show's over, man. Show's going off the air. That's the title card. You lost your chance to cash in. That would be funny if he never cashed it. Or, or the winner of that night, Money in the Bank, screws him over. He goes, no, it's my time. Oh, that would be dope. If, the, the, if he cashes in successfully, and then the person, <laughs> the person that won Money in the Bank catches it right after him. That would be funny. Or oh, they're both running at the same time and looking. I would have Oh, cashed. yes. And the person who's the briefcase that night yeah, beats wins. them to it. <laughs> 
Yo, Those are all I would love how they would just turn Vince's chicken shit into chicken salad, bro. The racing, that would the be racing. the best recovery possible for this fucking trip, for this Vince blunder of giving him the briefcase to begin with. And they, they got two referees, and then I referees the fight, and you're like... <laughs> Mind you, this same match had Seth Rollins in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the money in the bank was good until Theory won. Um, right. The white privilege gimmick that Vince gives to Brock Lesnar and Theory, the white privilege gimmick. I'm tired of it, man. <laughs> but I think the biggest news coming out of Raw this week is the ongoing whole situation with WWE and New Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takeo Abari, who we met, me and Top Guy JJ this week, has given the latest statement in the back and forth regarding Carl Anderson's status for NJPW's Battle Autumn on November 5th. As reported, Anderson's status for the show is in serious question as he is booked for WWE Crown Jewel the same day and has said that NJPW booked him for the show without talking to him and as such, he wouldn't be making it. NJPW has not backed down advertising Anderson for the show and in a statement posted to Twitter, Obari made a pointed statement about the situation. He says, we're doing all we can to ensure every signed match in Osaka on November 5th happens as promised. We expect all wrestlers, especially champions, to honor their advertised commitments. Then on Tuesday, NJPW said that Carl Anderson would be stripped of the Never Open Weight Championship if he doesn't defend it at Battle Autumn. New Japan Pro Wrestling Statement says that Anderson did approve the booking and that they have tried to negotiate with Anderson without receiving a response uh so it, it seems to kind of be an up in the air situation but on wednesday carl anderson seemingly reviews to give up the title he wrote on twitter i'm not vacating vacating anything i'm the greatest never open weight champion of all time i'll defend it on my time get with my booking agent at the big lg i'll see you then hikaleo that's hashtag too sweet fifa reported that while there is no update on what's going on with the title there are and have been active plans for anderson to work dates in njpw njpw is said to expect anderson to work additional dates and wwe is okay with this this also notes that njpw knew anderson and gallows were heading back to wwe in august which is when the deal had was worked out according to those with knowledge of the matter things are fine between njpw wwe and carl anderson but why couldn't WWE just not book the OC versus Judgment Day? I'm still not understanding yeah. that part. Yeah. I'm <laughs> still... I, no one has been able to, to explain to me that part. Why, I, why I, couldn't they not my book theory, the My theory, you should have signed with us instead of AEW, you bastard. I think to make him sweat a little bit. You're like, you chose the wrong con. You chose the wrong con. <laughs> you should have with this card. So that's what I'm thinking. going to mean absolutely nothing to either team. But, but the thing is, Carl Anderson, this is a company that picked you up when you got fired. It's kind of like going back to your ex-boyfriend and your new boyfriend's like, honey, you know, you left your jackets here whenever you want to come pick it up. And, and yeah. he's, he, he can't break your heart again. Like that company was there for them. That's basically, it's basically how we view our friends when, you know, if you if it's female fan, man fan, their boyfriend or girlfriend cheats on them and they go back to them. That's how that's how I feel about Carl Anderson right now. Have you ever been <laughs> like yo? Have you ever like been on TV? Like you've been watching an episode of, of of television and been very unhappy with the return. I was so unhappy when I saw them come out. 
to eight hours. So I'm I'm, I'm not. For, why? I'm not. Why go back I, to that place? Like why, I know why. go back there? I know why. I, I I I'm I wasn't mad at it because I've yeah. interviewed them a few times. I know them very well. <laughs> they're all about the money. Yes, I, I know where their loyalty is. Exactly. Like, I know, it, it, but it's, it's like, like they are straight it, up fucking cardies. They yeah. are. They fully admit it and embrace the fact. Also, they are fucking cardies. Also, also, guys, admit it. The they the with it the reboot the sequel of their of their running as Bullet Club yeah it was kind of like uh even Carl's like I've done this before I held this title before all it is no he didn't he that was his first singles title with New Japan which also is not a good look because it doesn't show you appreciate the fact they finally gave you a singles run right well what, what I'm trying to say is I know that Carl when he first signed with WWE he said the reason for verbatim my family I want to be near my family I want to be in the United States fight for the biggest company. At the time, AEW wasn't really, it was, you know, it was like, it was like wishful thinking. That's when they thought Jim Ross was going to run it <laughs> and Jericho, whoever the, the rumors were in the beginning. But uh, for these guys, I know Luke Gallus were fired three times, but I know <laughs> that Carl Anderson yeah. is about the money, like you said, and also being near the family. AEW salty, you know, Tony Khan salty, you should have picked me. You should have picked me when you had a chance. And then Styles. Because they're not gonna Triple H is not gonna push him to the heights that Vince did, which is weird to say. So he needs a group, he needs that little, you know, that's that holding pattern phase that AJ's going through right now. Cause either that who's who's gonna be a jobber like Dolph Ziggler, a jobber like Chad Cable and Alpha Academy, you know, a jobber like Maximum Male Model. So it gives AJ something to do. So I'm happy. And then you know, Nike stop blaming Paul Heyman for non-existent issues. It's all Vince, it was always Vince. Everything's Vince, firing Vince. Thank Vince you. Thank you. Paul Heyman was giving y'all shine. They connect, he can reconnect you with AJ Styles. Why the hell are you mad at Paul Heyman for it? I never I never understood that. They part. made an event in WrestleMania together. <laughs> I mean, it was a Vince. Oh. Come on, come on. I, I just I just think that a lot of this situation could have been, you know, avoided. There was uh, Judgment Day is in like four different storylines. Like they could have done something else at Judgment at uh Crown Jewel, just my opinion. What do you but, think of Judgment Day? You guys fan of the Judgment I, I like it Triple now. H? I like it not no, I didn't like it under Triple H for the first couple of like the month and a half. It's lately, it's since Do it's actually Dominic since Dominic joined the group. Really? That's been the difference, honestly, for me, because they it actually showed they could accomplish something. And he's actually been good as a heel. He's been much better as a heel than he was as a baby. You know, it is because you're an old school wrestling fan. He's got that one, two, three kid million dollar <laughs> corporation energy. That snot nosed kid always missing is a diaper match between him and Ray. Absolutely. There. That's exactly what the fans want. <laughs> well, yes. New Japan had a very busy week this week. They had shows in Japan as well as SB, I, have to, I have to run now. My my I'm 30 minutes into the I can oh, see no worries. coming in. No worries, sir. Let the people know where they can find you, sir. At Sat Next Two on Twitter. Uh, stalking SB3's life. So you I'm adjacent to this guy, so you see me somewhere. So I uh, uh Sometimes I do Wrestle Talk on Saturdays. So the next one I do it, I'll advertise it or whatever. But yeah, I, I do Saturdays with Wrestle Talk and I'm on Twitter. Let's talk wrestling at Sat Next to. Be polite. If you're a bit of a piece of shit, I'm going to block you before you even have a chance to even do a rebuttal. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for having me. Nah, thank uh, you for joining us. You are always welcome back. You know that, Sat. Yes. Keep it oozy, guys. Keep it oozy. Keep it oozy. Yes. <laughs> Much love, sir.
to you next time. See ya. Follow Sat. Follow Sat. Everything he does. Well, we are finishing up here. We uh, New Japan had a few shows this week. Uh, they had a few shows in Japan. The Battle Autumn Tour continued with the World TV Title Tournament. Toriyano defeated Great Okan on October 26th, as well as Ren Narita pulled off an upset over Tomorio Ishii on the 26th. You also had Zack Sabre Jr. defeat David Finley on the 27th, and Evil defeated Yoshihashi. Now Sonata will verse Kenta in the quarterfinals, Toriano versus Ren Narita, and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil uh, will be those semifinals as well. So some interesting stuff going on in the TV title tournament on the Japan side. In New York, me and Top Guy JJ were there for the night before the Rumble on 44th Street, which had a surprise appearance from none other than John Moxley teaming up with Eddie Kingston, Homicide, Amazing Red, Yo, and Kazuko Okada to beat to beat Team Filthy and the Bullet Club in a six-on-six six elimination main event. You also had uh, Rumble on 44th Street last night. Our producer, Baby Seth, was there. Jay White and Juice Robinson beat Eddie Kingston and Kazuko Okada in a very good main event. I was able to catch that. Shingo Takagi defeated El Phantasmo in a physically intense New York City street fight to retain the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 trophy. And the Motor City Machine Guns defeated Aussie Open and Kevin Knight in the DKC to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Tag Team titles. So some really good stuff. Any thoughts nice. or comments from the Thursday show that you went to? <clears throat> oh, man, that was fun. That was a fun show. You hear my voice? That's why my voice well, is that, like this. I've been trying to preserve it too, man. From Bell, like that was that was some that was a good three hours of, of wrestling over there, man. It was really nice. It was um great environment. Obviously, you know, we had best seats in the house. Um, it, it was a great night overall, man. And then just to get yo, when you it's one thing to 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 go to the show, right? And then to have all of these good matches, but then there's another thing. When you see it on TV and then you're live and you get them star-studded entrances one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the and, other. And I think, I think the thing that made the Thursday night show, because we have our producer in the back who went to last night as well as Thursday night, he said Thursday was more fun. I think the thing about it was the mystery card. The mystery card made every match. So every entrance yeah. was like a surprise return or a surprise yeah. appearance. Yeah. And that that it felt like that. So it was like I had no idea who the fuck was gonna be on the show tonight. And then you get so much more than you bargained for. Like our voices were done when Minoru Suzuki came out. <laughs> our voices were done because we were so into that match. And then we get that fucking like 37 people star studded entrance happen. I was like, yo, we done. We done here. <laughs> we done. <laughs> done. Voice is still trying to come back from that. I'm like on on my last legs, basically, to finish up this show here. GCW had a double shot. They had GCW drop dead last weekend. I had Los Masitos defeating Mega Bastards and the Second Gear crew in a DLC doors, ladders, and chairs match for the GCW World Tag Team titles. GCW Moment of Clarity had a dream, an indie dream match of Jonathan Gresham beating Speedball Mike Bailey in a very good main event. You also had Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver beat the Mega Bastards in an upset. 
impact on Access TV had the kingdom being fired by Scott Damore following their loss of the Impact World Tag Team titles last week. You also had Chris Bay defeating Tommy Dreamer. So some really good stuff there, as well as Mickey James, Tyler, uh, Taylor Wilde, and Jordan Grace getting the win over Vex and Jelsel Shaw in the main event. So some good stuff from Impact on Access TV. As we're going to wind things down, very abbreviated here, uh, news rundown, WWE news. Yeah, WWE has announced that the Elimination Chamber preview will return to North America this year, uh, next year with it hitting Montreal in February at the Bell Center on February 18th, which is preceding an episode of SmackDown at the same arena the night before. The event marks the first time in 14 years since WWE held an event at the venue. Do you remember the last event held in Montreal in 2009? Top Guy JJ. Holy shit. 2009? Oh my god. That shit feels like... um... That shit feels like a like a Cyber Tuesday event or some shit like that. That's that. That's it. What it, I, it was a kind of a one off uh, or a B pay per view event. It was Breaking Point 2009. Yeah. Was main evented by CM Punk beating Undertaker thanks to the second Montreal screw job when Teddy Long had the referee screw over. Taylor. Yeah, you remember those um those those Cyber pay per views where you had the fans. So I, I, that needs to come back. If they're going to bring back a gimmick pay-per-view, Cyber Su- Sunday or a Taboo Tuesday. Needs Taboo to Tuesday, yes. Like, But vote, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I still don't believe the vote, but it, it was cool to see. Quote unquote vote. A yeah. new report has some details on when we're get the next, the first Saudi pay per view of 2023, since it won't be Elimination Chamber. The usual Saudi pay per view event will not take place in February. Instead, it will be in spring uh, with a date not yet confirmed. WWE currently has the following pay per views locked in for next year Royal Rumble on January 28th in San Antonio, Elimination Chamber on February 18th in Montreal, and WrestleMania 39 nights one and two on April 1st and second in Inglewood, California. Uh so is it, is it, yo, at the, is it is it like official official? I did see a commercial of um WrestleMania 40 being right over here. Really? Yeah. Like, yo, that might be some plans, man. Lincoln Financial Field. We might have to book a ticket and be out. And we could come back the same night. So that's the good part. That's the good part. That's the good part. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for for WrestleMania's and big WWE events near me. So it's convenient for me to get back home. Exactly. Uh, AEW news, only a short one. Another signing from them this week or made official. They officially signed, according to Fightful Select, Josh Woods, who has been added to the AEW roster page. He signed a multi-year full-time contract with the company, taking him off of free agency. He previously worked for NXT in 2016 before getting released, and he spent several years in ROH, where he became ROH Pure Champion. One that uh, He lost the title to Willie Yuta at Supercard of Honor, and he is currently paired with Tony Nese in the Varsity athletes uh with smart mark sterling as his manager new japan pro wrestling news ftr will be competing at new japan pro wrestling battle autumn on november 5th the iwgp tag team champions appeared in a new video posted by njpw announcing that they will be competing you lose a wwe star you get an aew star makes sense it's not yet 100 clear if they'll defend the titles though Kyrie will face mayu at 
Atani uh, to decide the inaugural IWGP Women's Champion after both women qualified for the finals. Kyrie defeated Alpha Female, aka Jassy Gabbert, as well. Uh, while uh, Atani beat Yutami. Hayashita at the October 23rd Stardom Goddess of Stardom Tag League Night 1. Some really good matches. If you like uh, Joshi Wrestling, I watch these. These are really good. Go out of your way to watch both of them. These are two talented women. Going to be a great I match. I need to see a little bit more about this Kyrie chick, yo, because um, I need to see more about her. I guess. I need to see some links because um, she was a number one wrestler in the PWI 150. Oh, you're talking about Shuri. Shuri. Yeah, Shuri, yeah. Shuri, 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 and then this Kyrie. Yes, yeah, so Shuri was number one. I was like, holy shit. I need to see this. I need to see more of this. She's the one that, uh, the Hayashita was the one that Shuri broke the Melter scale. They became the first woman to get five and a half stars in the Wrestling Observer newsletter last year. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's our last bit of uh, New Japan news. Kind of segue with stardom here. Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, released their PWI Women's 150 with Shuri being number one. Bianca Belair was number two. Uh, Shuri went up from number seven last year all the way to number one. She won the five-star Grand Prix tournament in stardom, their most prestigious tournament. Then beat Yutami Hayashita for their top prize in the, in the promotion and has been champion ever since then. Number two, Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion. Thunder Rosa was number three. Becky Lynch, number four. Jay Cargo, number five. Jordan Grace, number six. Saye Kamatani from Stardom was number seven. Charlotte Flair, number eight. Starlight Kid from Stardom, number nine. And number 10, Taya Valkyrie, the rest of the top 20, is there on screen. Any issues wow. with the top 10 or top 20 there? Can't really like, like Liv Morgan is in the top twenty. Uh, top like Liv Morgan is. She in was the, the biggest jump. I think she was like in the fifties or the forties last year and Liv went up Morgan to the top twenty. Top twenty, and Jade motherfucking Cardgill is in the top five. Like holy shit! This has only been a year later. Like that. Go. That that's sick. That's <laughs> sick. Good stuff. I'm happy Jade was in there. Could have even been higher for sure. And I think I know there was some people that kind of said, oh, I don't know why Thunder Rosa is ahead of Becky Lynch. You're literally only judging Becky Lynch on WWE and Thunder Rosa on AEW. You do have to realize Thunder Rosa owns her own promotion. She's worked for multiple independent promotions, had a fantastic, one of the best women's matches on independent wrestling with Athena in February that went to a 30-minute time limit draw. She is not just limited to the, the, the minimum amount of time she gets on AEW. That platform helps her get up to the third spot because she has that the second biggest promotion platform, but that's not all they are judging her on. They're judging her on her whole full year of the criteria, which does include her independent work. So that that's why she deserves to be higher than Becky Lynch, in my opinion. The fact that you had to give a long-winded explanation on that just just lets people know that they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. It's because Thun and, and Thunder Rosa is like you put her even number two. I'm not arguing her, not arguing it at all. So it's like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Like provide facts if you wanna if you wanna argue with where somebody's ranked that i think the the biggest omission everybody was saying in the top 10 was mandy rhodes due to the year-long reign as nxt women's champion but that's only one part of the criteria is kayfabe accomplishments in that they also uh you know qualify for in-ring work and in that one year mandy rose had zero 
memorable matches. So she's fairly out of the top. Yeah, it's like, let me know who, what that match was. Let me know what that, that, that Fire Mandy Rose match was that anybody's ever talked about on any wrestling channel. Be like, yo, did you see that Mandy Rose match? Not never. <laughs> they, 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 criteria is a part of in ring work and quality of your competition. So if you're in the third brand of WWE, I don't think you have the quality of competition. I mean, we're, uh, talking, we're talking about those outfits though, because she'd be wearing some fire. If outfits. it was, if it's about looks, she definitely would be in the top 10. Uh, she would probably be in the top three if it was looks. GCW and DDT Pro Wrestling are set to have a joint event during uh, WrestleMania weekend. GCW versus DDT is on March 31st, 2023, a part of the collective in uh, Hollywood, California. DDT will also hold their own show called DDT Goes Hollywood. Major League Wrestling announced that Trisha Dora will be challenging for Taya Valkyrie's Women's Featherweight Champion at MLW Fightland, which is tomorrow night in Philadelphia. And GCW hit them up is this weekend with a card of Blake Christian versus Flip Gordon. You got Taya Valkyrie on that card as well versus Ali Catch. Yamada's versus Jordan Oliver. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Willie Mack. I want to see that one for sure. Uh, Steel Cage match. It's going to be Starboy Charlie and Joey Janela versus South Pacific Savages. Juicy Finale and Jacob Fatu. GCW World Tag Team titles. It's going to be Los Masitos versus Wolf Daddies, Zaddies. And GCW World Championship. Nick Gage will make his first defense against Leo Rush. So some good wrestling tonight for GCW. Oh, yeah. So. You need some wrestling to watch? No, You'll watch it. You'll watch it. Uh, we got Bell with a question saying, Blair Davenport and Mako Satomura. Yes, she did face them at the end of the criteria. But that if that literally is the only two people she's versed of a high volume of competition the entire year. Sorry. Yes. It doesn't compete with, you know, the other people in that top 10 in the level of competition they faced. This is overall twelve months. No, no disrespect to Blair and Mako, though. No disrespect at all. (laughs) And oh yes, our producer noting that Leo Rush also returned to New Japan last night at Rumble on Forty Fourth Street. Thank you for that, producer. But let's end off the show as we've been doing the last couple weeks. Top guy JJ, you've missed it. Me and Chrissy Love have added a new segment to the show, the match of the week. I know the last time you were with us, you did it, so we're gonna end off the show with that. All the wrestling that we talked about from this week. Dynamite, Rampage, WWE, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, NXT, Halloween Havoc, GCW, New Japan, Impact. What was the match of the week? I will start things off with my medalist, gold, silver, and bronze. I will give in an honorable mention to Ren Narita versus Tomorio Ishii from New Japan. I wasn't able to watch that, but if I did, I think that would definitely be in my medalist here. But I'll go with the bronze medal. I'm going to give that to the ladder match at Halloween Havoc. I really enjoyed that one. I thought Wesley had a great underdog story. Nathan Frazier was amazing. Carmelo Hayes was on point. It, it felt closer to the uh, New Orleans ladder match than a lot of the other ladder ma- multi-man ladder matches NXT has done. Silver medal, I got to go with Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara from Dynamite. It was just a great a great styles clash. Sammy was great in it, but this was further proof why Brian Danielson is one of the GOATs. And then the gold medalist, I'm going to actually go with, and I actually said that the ladder match was better than this 
after Halloween Havoc, but I rewatched it since then. And I'll go with the gold medalist being the main event from Halloween Havoc, Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. Dragunov is one of the best in the world. I, I like the fact that he's on this platform, able to be seen more. But JD McDonough was the MVP, and Braun Breaker stepped up to the competition in the ring. So really enjoyed that matchup. That's the gold medalist for me this week. And another honorable mention shout out for Riho versus Jamie Hayter from Dynamite. That was, I love that. And FTR versus Swerving Argoy. Dynamite had a lot of great matches. But Top Guy JJ, who's your medalist? That's that's some that's some competition right there, man. Um, if I have to, I wish I could. I, I can, I'm just gonna give an honorable mention to a couple of matches that we saw on Thursday night. Cause we we saw a couple heat. We saw some heat on Thursday night. So j- j- just putting that out there, especially that triple threat match. Um, the four way four way yeah. four way match. That four way match. Sheesh, that shit was fire. Um. Yeah, so let's, let's let's see, let's see. So bronze, so you got top three. All right, so bronze. I yeah, I got I gotta show my girl. Um, I got I wish I could show my girl Jamie Hater some love here, but uh, uh, this is tough. Shit, why you gotta put me on a spot like this? I didn't even know this existed. Hey, I, I, I gave you time to think of it. I went I didn't first. Even know this existed. I went first at I'm least. Trying to compel these matches now, so um, yeah, I, I like the Brian Danielson and Sammy Guevara match. That would that was that was nice too. But I'm gonna go with the girls for the bronze. I'm gonna go with the girls for the bronze. I'm gonna go with Hater and Hater and Riho for, for for that bronze one. And yeah, I mean the the, the you gotta go with the you gotta go with the the triple threat and the ladder match. You got that's so triple threat's got to be the match of the week. It's got to be the match of the week, and then the, the latter match, like, it's got to be uh, a close second. I mean, great night. It was a great night on, um, great night for wrestling. Great night for wrestling. Um, they showed up, they showed out. Um, but yeah, um, obviously Danielson and Sammy were, were cool, but I think in, in due time, it's not going to be something that I remember too much. Um, but the other, th- the other two, and you know. Seeing Jamie Hayter getting some love finally, it's like it feels great, man. So I love it. So there we go. So triple threat, ladder match, and Jamie Hayter. There you go. There we go. That is his medalist for the week. Let us know in the live chat what your match of the week was from this past week, or whether it's uh, from AEW, from WWE, New Japan, whatever it is, let us know in the live chat or let us know in the comments as we're going to wrap things up on True Hill Heat 199. I programming note, we should know next Saturday we won't be here for True Hill Heat as WWE Crown Jewel will be starting with their pre-show at 11 a.m., the main show starting at 12 p.m., so we won't be here live next Saturday, but we will be here on Saturday, November 12th for True Hill Heat 200. We're the beast incarnate of True Hill Heat. Top Guy JJ will be there. We got Miss Chrissy Love will be there. We'll have a bunch of the people from True Hill Heat here. We'll have a special guest that we'll announce on social media as well. How excited are you for True Hill Heat 200 in two weeks? What the fuck happened to time? Like, like, yo, we were just saying salute to, to 100. We were. 
And and the next thing you know, like a part of the intro package is from True Hill Heat 100. Yeah. And, and here we go, a hundred episodes later. Sheesh. But yo, this is this is crazy that we we got a group of people that follows us week to week. We got ourselves a loyal crew over here. We got a bunch of hardworking motherfuckers in, in in the back and then around all the boroughs that that gets together and getting to see you know obviously us being successful in the real world and then also coming onto your screens and and whether it's your phone, your laptop, or your YouTube TV, and and, and just seeing us kick the shits here, man. This shit has been nothing short of fucking phenomenal for, I think, everybody involved. So, seeing 200, bravo to us. Like, bravo to us. Bravo to you guys for keeping us alive. And it, it's been fire. It's been fire. Yes, I'm very excited for that True Hill Heat 200, two weeks from today. Don't worry, though. We'll have plenty of content next week. We got Crown Jewel preview. Me and J News will be doing a preview for NJPW Battle Autumn. You got the Crown Jewel watch along next Saturday in this spot. So you'll be watching the show with Romeo and the gang next Saturday at this time. So we'll still be here with plenty of content. But the flagship show will be back on Saturday, November. 12th top guy jj let the people know where they can find you on social media sir on instagram and twitch you can find me at true hill underscore top guy jj been getting a lot more streams on with the video games and just trying to you, you know, need to do to... it on true hill heat twitch uh then you just got then you gotta you gotta hit me up with the links like you gotta, hit, do it. No you gotta hit i've been i've been trying to get on there when i whenever time allows there's no set schedule so don't expect that schedule with my schedule. My shit is all over the fucking place. But you'll get a notification when I go live. So at least you'll get to know that. And then you could raid. You can have fun. You can just talk shit. You know, and, and it's the beginning phases. But I think we're getting there slowly but surely. But yeah, send me that link and we get it popping. Um, and on here, of course, when whenever my schedule allows me. And then I can, you know, reincarnate myself and, and, and pop up on your live televisions. But I have been a lot. I've been on the um, the True Hill Heat Sports Channel quite often. I was kind of absent last week because I was just fucking out of it this week, um, out of it. And so I'll be back on tomorrow. Tomorrow for the football game, starting at one o'clock on the True Hill Heat Sports Channel with with, with, with uh, Romeo and the Stat King and many others, <laughs> many others because. It's a gang on Sunday afternoons. So who's going to show up? I don't fucking know. You never know. Are people going to be there? Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's a fun time over there. So, you know, you'll pop out over there with us. Sub to that channel, too. You know, we, we got a lot of people over here. Swing that over there to the True Hill Heat Sports channel. We just kick the shits. That's PB popping in there, too. Yes. Especially when there's some basketball games on. Or, or you know, mm. he, he he's done with, like, his 72,000 recordings. And yeah. then... Done. I'll pop in. I'll pop Put in. His, his baby's down for a quick nap or something. He'll pop in for a little bit. I'll pop in. And will you be there tonight? Because we'll be live on True Hill Heat Sports number 70 for the long anticipated Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva fight. That'll be going live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. True Hill Heat Sports. So maybe you'll see Top Guy JJ there. 
Unfortunately, today, no, I do have plans to be out and about Aww. later on tonight. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I this this kind. I was like, I got a Saturday off. I'm making plans. I'm out. Yeah, smart. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a Saturday off in a long time, so I was like, I'm making plans. But tomorrow, I'll be on the channel pretty much all day. There you go. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Follow the gang Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Just $3 a month if you have it in your means. If you have a little bit extra, you want to be generous and you support what we do here at True Hill Heat. We greatly appreciate each and every one of our Patreon backers. I do the True Hill Heat pro show over there every weekend there's a little bit extra of news notes that you miss from the true hill heat flagship show you can get it on true hill heat patreon we'll have the true hill heat prediction championship over there and more content is coming soon to patreon.com so best time to be involved over there and the best way best way to show your support for what we do here twitch.tv forward slash true hill heat wrestling gonna get top guy jj the link so you can play video games with y'all pro wrestling tees.com forward slash True Hills for your True Hill Heat merchandise. Want to thank Sat E Niangi for joining us. Great special guest. Thank you, Top Guy JJ, for joining us. We will see you two weeks for today. True Hill Heat 200, the big 200. Praise. For everyone here at True Hill Heat, we thank y'all for the first 199 episodes, and we will see you, True Hill Heat 200, on November 12th for Top Guy. For Sat, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 199, Dog E Dog World. We are signing off until next time. If it ever deserved it.